0: It's time for Mac Break Weekly. Leo Laporte here with the usual crew, Andy and Alex, to talk about Lion. Here it comes, brand new uh, hardware too. We think from Apple. A look at Netflix' new pricing structure and a whole lot more. It's all coming up next on Mac Break. Netcasts you love
1: from people you trust.
0: This, this is Twit. Is twit. Bandwidth for MacBreak Weekly is provided by CashFly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. This is MacBreak Weekly, episode 255, recorded July 12, 2011. I know I'm not normal. MacBreak Weekly is brought to you by Carbonite. Backing up the files in your PC or Mac is safe and easy with Carbonite. For a free trial plus two free months with purchase, go to Carbonite.com. Offer code MacBreak. And buy Text Expander from Smile. Save time and effort with Text Expander by typing short abbreviations to insert text snippets you frequently use. For a free demo, visit SmileSoftware.com/slash-MacBreak. And buy FreshBooks, the easy online invoicing service that gets you paid quickly and makes you look more professional. Get started with a free package at FreshBooks.com today. It's time for Mac Break Weekly, the show that covers, you know, your Mac stuff. Your deep down, dyed-in-the-rainbow apple needs. And joining us right now, back from uh, La Jolla, California. Yes. What were you doing in La Jolla? We were
1: shooting. We were doing graphics and shooting um, for the International Seafood Sustainability Foundation. (laughs) Alex Lindsay, ladies
0: and gentlemen, the king of fish.
1: <laughs> I learned a lot about tuna. I, I know a lot about uh, it's. It's, it's uh, anyway. Is tuna sustainable? You know, that was the question that I asked. Actually, oh, no, I, yeah, it, it is sustainable, but they need to change the way that they're fishing it. It's, so it's the, not currently. Sustainable. The crazy thing is, is that the ISSF and the groups that are related to it are—it's an industry trying to regulate itself, and the governments are actually the ones dragging their feet.
0: I think that's great because
1: the industry is trying to figure out how do we keep tuna working, but they have to get all the all the governments to agree, and it's just—and so that's what they're all trying to figure out. So. As
0: Adam Smith would say, they have a vested interest in the sustainability of tuna.
1: They had a good graph. It was like, you're making lots of money here. You, you'll, you'll make a little less for a while, but if you don't do this, then yeah, we won't make any make money, no money
0: for a long right. time. Also joining us from Mr. Andy Anako from Boston. Hey, Andrew. He's silent. Are you doing that to me on purpose? Are you trying to make I'm me-
2: sorry. Sorry, no. I was, <laughs> I was opening a refreshing beverage for this Beat the Heat, and I thought that perhaps perhaps <laughs> that, that would have to be a good counterpoint to Alex's <laughs> description of how, what he's been up to. Although uh, I was going to say that uh, the sustainability of Tuna, oddly enough, is the name of my indie spec script. Uh, I'm hoping to, <laughs> not, not Sundance, but maybe I can get into Slam Dance for sure, just trying to raise that funding. There's going to be a Kickstarter project.
0: Well, yeah. you know, I always, when I hear weird phrases, think that's my band's name, but I think you're good. Indie spec script. Good. I like that. Little better than a band.
1: Well, you know, tuna is very important to me because my favorite dish that my wife makes is actually tuna fish salad. I love. She tuna. makes a lot of great things, but, but I stopped eating reason, it because it's
0: loaded with mercury. You don't want to eat that high on the fish oh, chain. I love tuna fish. It's not good for you. I gotta say. You know what? I love tuna tartar. I love ahi tuna. I love seared ahi tuna. I love, you know, uh, what is the hamachi? Yes. I love all that stuff, but I don't eat it because I'm worried about the mercury.
1: I, you know, I figure I'm going to
0: die of something else probably. We want to welcome you to This Week in Tuna. <laughs> uh, let us talk about the Macintosh. There are rumors afoot. We've been thinking for a while that Thursday was going to be the day for Lion. Now we're hearing perhaps that Apple stores will close overnight on the 13th. That's usually how they prepare for a new rollout. Um, 9 to 5 Mac has a rumor not only that there will be a new MacBook Air featuring Thunderbolt and Sandy Bridge, but new Mac pros the high end i'm very excited about that because we are just about to buy new machines for the new studio
1: and so i've been holding out I, I was like i can't hold out much longer i'm gonna have to start buying macs if i don't we already uh, we purchased all of
0: ours <laughs> mac pros for Not the new studio but really uh, honestly alex Lindsay, do you think it matters that much what is in the new what do you think the new mac pro would have besides thunderbolt and i don't well, really care I mean, to me,
1: well, the, no, there's two things that I'm really hoping to see out of out of them. It is one is Thunderbolt, um, and the second is a new form factor that possibly would let us uh, rack it. You know, so oh, rackable that, would
0: be kind of cool because they did kill the X-Serve, right. so, so we like don't a have U, a rackable Mac.
1: The dream machine for me would be like a two U uh, uh, box.
0: Two U is uh, like, what is two is two units yeah, high. Two
1: units high, so two U box, maybe I three, speak. 19 inches wide has. Maybe two, two slots in it. I don't mm-hmm. need a lot of slots because we're going to have Thunderbolt. We're going to not, you know, we that's going slots. We don't need a lot of slots. And so that, that's what I'm hoping to see because that's what, that's what we need. Because <laughs> right. I want to be able to connect those downstairs, you know, have all of our machines in the basement and
0: the monitors upstairs. I see you sitting in front of an 11-inch MacBook Air. Yes, it's the old one. I love it. All right, Thunderbolt—that would make a big difference for you. Sandy Bridge, a bit, much, much, much faster processors. These processors are very anemic, but really, I'd I I'd love think, to
1: see a Sandy Bridge in here. I don't really for this machine. I don't whether feel it the has need. Thunderbolt. I don't really care. Same
0: thing with you know. I have the eight-way uh, uh, Intel uh, Mac Pro, right? Whatever that is. Like, is it Sandy Bridge? No, it's the predecessor. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think eight cores is fast enough for me. But Thunderbolt could make a difference. And you know what's going to make a difference on that little bugger? That, that little MacBook Air sitting right in front of you? Yes. Backlit keyboard. Backlit keyboard. Yeah, Backlit I noticed that. That's la- the rumor, right? I
2: was thinking about it. Yep. Backlit keyboard. It's, it's, it's amazing that this feature that so many people thought, oh, it's just a frill, oh, it doesn't realize uh-uh. it's the flash, typical Apple. But then after you have one, <laughs> you realize that it's only a terrible feature except for that one time per week that you realize that you cannot use this machine in this lighting situation unless there's a little bit of backlighting. So, wow. yeah, I, think, I think people are almost as excited about the idea of backlighting on a MacBook Air as they are about the Thunderbolt port.
0: I agree. More so, because Thunderbolt still is really more speculative. I mean, it's not like there's a whole lot Indeed. of stuff that I can't wait to do with Thunderbolt. There's a lot of stuff that I can't wait to Well, do. you're a very unusual <laughs> case. You're, you're, you're the edgiest of the edge cases. I mean, right. you're talking about h- well, video. There's a lot of, you're talking about hard drives. About,
1: when we talk about edgy, though, I mean, when you look at the, the sales, I mean, there's two, there were 2 million people using Final Cut, um, you know, as last count. Uh, all of those people are and more are going to be interested in, in a Thunderbolt connection because that's the, you know, well, being able to... Well, that's why I can't
0: use out. Final Cut, I realize, because I don't have... I need a SAN connection. I don't think Final Cut 10 has SAN. Support.
1: Rumor is, is that that's... Well, rumor ain't gonna process. help me right
0: now. <laughs>
1: I, need, I need to actually record, and rumor won't help me record. I definitely, you know, definitely, am, we're not
0: rushing to any new, new platforms. You know, Unfortunately, I, we have the licenses for Final right. Cut Pro, and we exactly we studio, we're sitting there, and we're gonna continue to use them. But as I, as I add machines, then we have the decision, believe it or not, I mean, Jeff Stewart upstairs, one of our, our most senior editors is saying, well, let's look at Avid, let's look at Premiere, let's not right. look at Final Cut.
1: Well, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take a good hard look at it, we're doing that training.
0: Um, that we're having some of your guys come to for Final Cut Pro ten. Final
1: Cut Pro X, um, and that is yeah. Uh, you know, so we're gonna, but to us, that's us exploring what what, making sure that we know what it can do and what it can't do. Right. Um. Uh. You know, that's gonna be the. So in August, we'll we'll know that. What else do we uh,
0: speculate? Because we don't know. But what else do we speculate about uh, announcements this week? So c- concurrent with Lion, uh, new Mac Pros, new Airs. Um, faster processor in the air, backlit keyboard, Thunderbolt. Obviously, any new Mac is going to have Thunderbolt. How about the Mini? Will we see a new Mini? Well, a or Mini two. with
1: Thunderbolt would be a big deal.
0: Thunderbolt Mini would be very hot.
1: Because the the, the thing is, is that there's a lot of things you want to do with it that's a server-like, but we can't interface a lot of the things that we want to interface with it because we don't have a fast enough connection. All we have is USB and FireWire. And, and so a, a slightly faster Mini that can be doing a lot of the processing and so on and so forth I think would be very 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 useful so uh, I'm I'm really hoping that we see a Thunderbolt we're actually I'm actually in some cases more excited about the mini than I am about the Mac Pros we'll get a couple Mac Pros we'll get a lot of minis
2: the question is would they actually do three announcements like that at the same time I think they I will tend- because I don't think they care
0: I don't think there will be announcements
2: well, I don't think we'll have any fanfare
1: yeah well, cool not. I
2: don't mean I don't even mean announcements but I'm saying uh, I think that they would want to get the attention for the revamped MacBook Airs because there are going to be a lot of people. There are far more people who are going to be in the market for one of those uh, than on a revamped Mini or a re, uh, revamped Pro. Both of those are sort of the, you know, the milkman's son that we don't talk about uh, because uh, it, it's, it's on the price list. Apple's happy to sell them. Apple's happy to tell you how many they're selling, but it's never the sort of thing that gets front and center attention anywhere in the store. Uh, I'm also trying to figure out if it's going to be this week or next week. Uh, Don McAllister made a really good point last week about how uh, they have an analyst call coming up, uh, Apple, uh, on the 19th. uh, And it often makes sense for them to not make not actually release these things until after that call because that's one of the four times a year when you can a room full of analysts and reporters and people who can affect the stock price can ask a direct question of of a senior Apple official and demand an instant response
0: so also Lion uh, and I'm starting to see now from uh, people like uh, well Gizmodo wrote an article OS 10 Lion this is not the future we were hoping for starting to see a little Uh, negativity about Lion, saying um, it's uh, somewhat like Snow Leopard, just kind of an incremental uh, addition. I don't know if you can make a big, new, splashy operating system uh, nowadays anyway. I think Apple Uh, was clear a couple couple versions ago that they were going to slow down the
1: number of innovations that they're doing and work on stability and simplifying the process.
2: Yeah, the, it, this really is like the International Space Station, where there it, it's a brand new thing they started building with 10.0. At some point, you have to say that it's complete and that now you're just sort of fine-tuning and polishing and adapting it to modern needs, uh, and that you're not ready yet to take this whole thing that you spent 10 years building and scrap it and, and totally redo it. Uh, I, I I can't talk about Lion just yet, but. I'm not sure that it be it would be appropriate to even say that people would even want uh, a 10.7 that is so radically different from 10.6 that you're going to have to
0: throw away, throw away all your training and start all over. So again. it's more than 10.7 but less than 11. Is it going to go oh there goes Andy. Wow. Uh, maybe Apple heard him talking about uh, <laughs> exactly. Lion. Exactly. was like, he said Lion, and we haven't released it yet. Get rid of him. Well, it's pretty clear. I'll say this while Andy's not on, that Andy is obviously looking at Lion yeah. and his ND8 on what well, he's doing. A lot of people at it. I all you have to do is have a developer license. Right. In fact, I, I intentionally have not done that just so that right. I can talk about it. Right. Uh, but obviously there's some advantage, especially if you're in the print media, to having a little bit more advanced notice than that. Right. We have no lead time here at the, Hello again. At the Golden Twit. Yeah. I, Hi, I, Andy, I, welcome back. Sorry we lost I, you there.
1: I think that I, I still think that Apple's uh, focus is not on Lion or Leopard or any of the, the truck software. I mean, I think that they they want to keep on progressing it, keep on tightening the bolts, but I don't. I I'd be really surprised to see anything uh, happen radical in that space ever.
0: Here's what, uh, so this well, is... I don't, know, I don't know about ever. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, 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 think that, I think the signature thing about 10.7 is not going to be the features that you get with 10.7, but the features that you get with the third-party third party software that ships and takes advantage of all this cool stuff that's, that's uh, built into
0: 10.7. So it's a, it's a hardware plus uh, play. So what will be, uh, is it Thunderbolt? What is the new hardware that's going to, what about the Air is going to take advantage of Lion? Is it the cloud? Well, I I think that you said you actually wrote a great article. I'll give you credit for this, uh, saying that now that Lion's out or coming out, and a new Air is coming out, we're seeing really that uh, the MacBook Air. um, What did you call it?
2: I I called it the iCloud Book.
0: The iCloud Book. It's (laughs) Uh, the Google Chromebook that Apple
2: should have shipped or. Right. Temptation. I mean, if you if you if you filter the idea of a machine that's optimized to work with a cloud through Apple sensibility instead of Google's, I really think that the 64 gig, 999 MacBook Air is what you get. I think that uh, Apple is genetically, uh, per, <laughs> genetically speaking, they can't ship a machine that a, a notebook that costs less than less than nine nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So the idea of a five hundred dollar <laughs> Apple notebook is just not going to happen in this re- reality. But it really makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, with iCloud in the picture than it did uh, when I was just looking at the 64 gig machine. 64 gigs is just not a lot of, lot of storage to do anything really productive with. You truly have to pick and choose and redefine this thing not as a real notebook but as an accessory. Uh, and when you are, when you drop this into a brand new world in which You can just simply tag all kinds of things on your desktop, on your office machine, on your real MacBook, uh, if you happen to have uh, one of those as well, simply saying that these are projects and files that are so important that I really do want them everywhere. And now you have this MacBook Air that has a small amount of storage, but it's only going to be receiving stuff that's really important to you anyway. Uh, I was actually doing some of the math and working out that uh, if I were to take all my applications with me uh, on a 64 gig partition, I remember that uh, because. iCloud is not going to be hosting your apps. You still have to be running local apps. If I took my entire application folder, if I took all the music uh, that I, all the music and videos I normally carry on my iPhone all the time without having to rely on iCloud syncing, uh, my usual photo library and all the documents that I would ever have to work with, that will fit very nicely into 64 gigs with 10 gigs to spare. But it would only be really practical if I, uh, if I had the ability to use that as that machine as an adjunct to my desktop. And so on that basis, Whereas, I was able to tell myself that, well, you're, you, you, Andy, you got an iPad, and you really like that, that Bluetooth keyboard you're using with it, and you don't need a second one almost exactly like that. But with iCloud in the picture, now I'm thinking that, yeah, but, you know, October, you're going to be like traveling like 38 days out of the month, and it'd be nice to just have that little receptacle for all of your documents and be able to take them with you without having to really actually sync anything back and forth. It's really a tempting machine with iCloud in the picture
0: been a tempting machine for me all along. I love my. Yeah. I have to. Say I really that. like it. I, mean, I don't I, even know if I need uh, the backlit keyboard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. see, I'm using Dropbox. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I I didn't even know this. And don't yell at me for this, but uh, Microsoft's Windows Live Mesh works great on the Macintosh, and it's five gigs. So if you were looking at, it's pretty much the same as Dropbox. So if you were looking at a way to do Dropbox-like syncing on a, on a Macintosh. Um, I can pull it up here if you want to take a look at it. Um, this is this actually works pretty well. with Cross-platform. This would be good for somebody who's using Windows or Mac. Point being, we all we already do have these kinds of cloud services available, right?
2: Yeah, you, you can already pick and choose. Nothing's going to be as uh, as instinctive as iCloud
0: or transparent, the, I guess.
2: Yeah, it, it, well, I, I, instinctive, inherent, uh, sophisticated as iCloud. Dropbox works great, but it's still just a, a remote. Uh, volume uh, which is the same stuff we've had since Novell like 25 years ago Uh, I think iCloud is really this it's it really is the beans because I just, in, at some point in, in, the, in the life of this document, I've said that this is important to me, that I want to use it everywhere on every device that I have. At that, uh, and as soon as I've done that, as soon as I've clicked that checkbox, as soon as I've uh, activated that menu item, I never have to think about where this document is ever again because I know that it will right. be on every device that matters to me. See,
0: that's Which what bothers
1: means, me. I just want that to work because I have to admit, I have, yeah. you know, when I look at Sync, You know, I,
0: I, uh, I, I, I realize I had to speak... Next week in New York. Dropbox works. You trust Dropbox, don't you? No, I don't use Dropbox. You don't? See, I think that um, the problem I have with iCloud, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, when I have a 64 gigabyte machine like that MacBook Air, I don't really want everything to sync. I want a selective sync. That's That's what Dropbox does. And as far as I can tell, that is not what iCloud does, right? That's the transparency is you just get what you get. No, no. I could choose.
2: Well, the the way that iCloud works uh, inherently is not that you have a big volume of storage that's shared between multiple machines. It's that if you select a specific document and say that this is what again again according to the public the, the public demos that have been that have been offered so far, uh, if you simply if you if there's a piece of media or a document that you want to have access to everywhere within that app that you, that you uh, manage it with, you know, within your desktop, within your, your, your MacBook, you simply say, please share this on iCloud.
0: And oh, so it's, it's as granular as document by yeah, document.
2: Exactly. You're simply saying, this is important to me. Please sync this across all my devices. Got so it. it's not as though you have to have this one folder. It, I, really, I think that that's actually an improvement on Dropbox. Uh, where with Dropbox, there's a way to say that I want you to sync this subfolder, but not right. the rest of it. Uh, my Dropbox folder is, uh, I, I like it enough that I actually have the 50 gig uh, upgrade on it. And uh, I'm not sure that I would want to necessarily have all 10 or 15 or 20 gigabytes of stuff on my MacBook Air. I wouldn't have room for it anyway. Uh, but well, that's why you again, go folder by folder. Well, but I
0: guess my documents <laughs> better. Is it default? I know, Andy, that you are not speaking from own, your own experience, but from published reports. Is it the default? that every document does sync or do you have to remember to check that box? Uh, Based on public statements and things that developers have
2: been showing on their blogs, it's the sort of thing where it'll be supported on an app-by-app basis. Uh, where if this so you app get to choose to, in the app, so you, you will have you will have control. It's not as though you'll be surprised three three months later to realize that you put all your honeymoon pictures right. uh, up on iCloud, or that the thing that the, the, the report that you edited that you really never wanted your boss to see is actually in a shared shared folder <laughs> somewhere.
0: So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, jury's out until until we try it, but we yeah. should be soon which we hope will be Thursday. Now, uh, Jesus Diaz, writing in Gizmodo, and admittedly this is a little bit of link bait, called OS Ten Lion the uh, Windows Vista of, of Apple. <laughs> he says, I don't need Lion, and you probably don't need it either. I, I think that the, you know the... By the way, that's exactly what I said about Snow Leopard. Yeah, it is, and has, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Except now you're starting to need it. Now we're starting to see apps more and more apps that really say you got to run us no lip. Well, I think that the
1: other issue is is that Apple has made it very inexpensive to move forward. You know, it's $30. It's not $129. Right. I think it's not $300. It's yep. $30. It's yep. easy to upgrade and Unlim-
0: kind of an unlimited license too because you buy it on the App Store, so.
1: And it just you just kind of put it where they're going to put it. And yeah. so it's really it's almost free right. uh to upgrade. The other side of that also is that Apple and other developers will continue to develop for that platform and you'll feel this pool that, oh, I can't run that or I can't do this. And and they're much more likely to do that because they know that it's cheap. They know that it's easy for everybody to upgrade. They can do it on the app store, they can put it on all their machines. And so why bother have backwards compatibility? We're seeing a lot more of that in the professional apps. We're getting this, we're starting to get this thing that when Lion comes out within a month or two, you're not going to be. We're not going to support Leopard. You know. You know. You know. Like we're. You know. That'll gonna, happen, of course. Yeah. You know, and, and they're going to. And, and so that's, I think, going is part of what's going to push people, uh, whether they need it or not.
2: Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. Uh, it's my my take on it is just that it is so cheap and there are so many if you think about it in terms of utilities that you will get for free with it, little enhancements that you would probably pay five bucks ten bucks a shot for There are probably six or seven of them that are just worth getting just for those little enhancements Uh, and then you just know that the next time that you'll see a really cool app that will require you to uh... runs ten point seven you will have ten point seven up and ready to go if you don't if you don't if you're running a ten point five and you're facing a double upgrade that's kind of more interesting because not only is it more expensive, but it's also more trouble. And also, if you've gotten by this long without upgrading 10.5, you're probably not going to be convinced that anything new is going to be worth uh, whatever right. you have to go through in order to upgrade it.
0: Well, I have a 10.5 machine sitting right next to me, and we didn't upgrade because there was an incompatibility with the driver that we need and use, our audio driver. Um, and I think now it works, but I didn't bother, and I didn't feel any urge to. Uh, for one thing, it has Rosetta, and I have a Rosetta application. However, my question. Still unanswered, I think. Can I take the DMG file out of Lion and upgrade this 10.5 machine? I know I can't get it on the store because I don't have the store on 10.5, but can I do that?
1: Um, I think that you can, uh, I think there's a way to back end in. You can open
0: package contents and extract yeah. it. There's a DMG file, I think which run. is the full install. Yeah. I could put that on a you USB key. Just, I can insert run. that USB key. If I run it, will I then upgrade to Lion on my uh, Leopard? I believe not him. a word from Andrew, not a word. <laughs> this, is,
2: this, this is like password. It's like I'm not allowed to I, I I have to. I have to make you make you say Dennis the Menace without saying cartoon.
0: Yes. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand, and I don't want to put you in a spot, uh, Andy. We actually, while you were off air, I explained to people that uh, Andy likely, although we don't, I don't know, has a copy of line, but is under NDA Uh, And that is usually uh, the case with uh, the uh, uh, printed media because there's a a lead time. You need time to review it, so you have time to get that review in the uh, Chicago sometimes. We're, uh, because we're always live and... Really have no lead time at all. I don't bother with that stuff. Well, and both uh, Alex and I have uh, decided not to get yeah. the developer account and not to take a look at Lion for that reason. So we could talk about it.
1: Well, I, and, and uh, there have been a, a fair number of reports on the web that say that you can actually take this D- DMG, put it on a DVD, launch right. from the DVD. You know, you know, you know. The question
0: is, can I then inst- uh, use it to up- upgrade it anyway. Tiger, upgrade Leopard? Oh. I don't know. Um, and Web five seventy is saying probably uh, accurately in the chat room. Although we haven't seen the EULA, that probably would well, you could do the EULA. C- you could, yeah, you would violate the EULA, but but i mean after all it's not a, it's not like the I don't think Apple is going to come after you.
1: I don't mean I, you know I shouldn't say that, but you know I don't think that they can, you know this is not this is not their business. Their business is to make their hardware they, run well. They
0: are making plenty of money on me on the hardware. I don't. I not and too, the software and the software. I'm not. I'm <laughs> Remember, not too overly worried. They're making
1: thirty percent on the Mac App Store. Right. More and more of which will be easier to use as the Mac. You know they don't. The operating system is just to make your experience continue to improve. Right. You know so.
0: So on the uh, OS X Daily has a step by step on how to get this DMG file out and making a bootable Lion installer DVD or USB flash drive. Um, first you go to the Lion, you want to get the Lion install ESD DMG file, that's a disk file. It's in the package contents, easy to get to. Uh, you right click on the install Mac OS 10 Lion app, select show package contents. In the contents directory there is another directory that says shared support. Inside there there is the 3.74 gigabyte install ESD.DMG. That's all you need. If you double-click it, you will mount the Lion disk image onto your Mac desktop. You can then put in a USB flash drive, launch disk utility, erase it, make it an OS X extended journaled format, Uh, and then, now that the USB flash drive has been formatted, restore the previously mounted install ESD.dmg5 to the blank drive. So you just simply do a restore. That will image that DMG file onto the USB drive. It is going to erase the entire contents of the USB drive, just so you know. And you now have a bootable USB drive that runs the installer. What he doesn't say in this article, I don't think, and let me go down, is say that you can then... There's, a, there's additional steps, by the way, and I'll point you to this... Um, can you then run it against Leopard or even Tiger and uh, create? I, I bet you can. Well, you could update it or you could just do a clean install, which is... Well, you can always do a clean well, install, that's right?
1: I, I guess I, my suggestion, if you're going to move, especially if you're going to move all the way from 10.5, is not to update. You know, this is going to be the yes, time... Yes, you make an excellent point. You, you do not want to try to update that. That's going to be ugly. So yeah. the thing is, is that cleaner, clear out your, you know, wipe your, you know, collect everything, right. organize everything, use this as an opportunity to do a little spring cleaning and install something nice and clean. And you'll Absolutely find that your computer, right. it'll be the fastest way to upgrade your computer is to get put a nice, clean, new system on it yep. because uh, most of our systems get really junked up. Um, it's really a good... You, yeah, I'm, I'm I, a, I, I, I second the motion.
0: Oh, and uh, somebody in uh, the chat room is pointing out that... Uh, the hardware that shipped with Tiger was not Core 2, so Core 2 Duo, so it wouldn't be compatible anyway. So the mo- the best you could do is upgrade Leopard. Is that right? All right. Anyway, that's what they're averring. That's what he's averring in the chat room. Blake and Tosh. His name ends in Tosh. He must know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. If your name ends in, in Tosh, I'm going to Peter, presume. Peter Tosh, unread on so many
2: people, good reggae man. Excellent, excellent IT guy. Oh, too. man. Very, he's very guy. focused. Yeah, he's yeah. the
0: go-to guy.
2: Him and, him and not the <laughs> IT man.
0: Anyway, I got this iMac. I probably will do exactly what you said, which is wipe it and Lion on that. I do that with every upgrade. You know, I don't know. A weird thing happened to me. I got the new 27-inch iMac. By the way, sweet. And I have the 256-gig SSD drive. Oh, and the is terabyte. it snappy? <laughs> yes, <laughs> snappy is a good word. It is very, very nice. If you can go see it, it's in the new studio. It's going to be my go-to computer in the new st- in nice. my new office. But uh, now maybe I accidentally dragged the utility folder to the trash. But I don't see a utility folder in the app folder, <laughs> which is you know a little disconcerting. So I guess I'll be doing a clean install on that one as right. well. <laughs> it's always that you know. There's but I but you know what I did was that I made the data drive be the spinning drive as one would expect, and the 256 gig is the apps and OS 10. So it's going to be trivial. I don't have to. I'm not even touching the app. I mean, the data partition because it's a separate drive. So a clean install will be a fairly simple thing for me to do. Right. Let us move along in just a bit. New pricing from Netflix and a few people not too happy. But right now, I'd like to talk a little bit about somebody I love, and that's the good folks. Hello, Gene at Smile Software. We love Smile Software. And uh, let me see. They, they wanted me to talk about oh, text expander today. You know they have great programs, but uh, I don't know. You, you I, can't. I, I, I just realized when you said that, I was like, this little computer. One of the things that's
1: been driving me crazy is that I have text expander on my other machine, and I haven't installed it. And I was wondering, if I was like, is have this on the text expander? Well, I, I didn't install it on this machine, and it's yeah. making me crazy because yeah. it's like when when someone asks what's your mailing address, I have like you know mail ad, and boom, it's there. You know, like I don't have to. You know so there's all these little shortcuts that i have built in for all those things that people so ask nice. for all the time and i Boop. don't i like the little
0: bubble sound although i have to turn it off on these machines because <laughs> uh, when i first <laughs> when i was first doing this and i had audio coming from my Macs, people would say what is that bloop sound because <laughs> you'd hear it like five times on a show because i text expander i use it all the time for yeah. my email I just type a couple of letters and boom it fills in my shipping address or my contact information or even a whole email saying sorry I can't answer your question that kinda of thing I mean it's just fantastic now here's one of the things I really like about text expander it supports Dropbox so uh, this is the new text expander that is uh, one of the main reasons one of the main reasons to go to Snow Leopard is this new uh, text expander It's just fantastic and if I go to the preferences I haven't set it up on this machine intentionally I'll click Synchronized message Dropbox. Now, I'm going to link to Dropbox, and all my snippets come in off Dropbox. That's so awesome. now, all of a sudden, I, let, me, let me just uh, reopen Text Expander so you can see it. All of my uh, snippets, uh, all of my expansion, by the way, there's the bubble sound. Love that bubble sound. You have other choices, but I just like the bloop. <laughs> all of my snippets from Text Expander uh, are automatically synchronized. So I have a whole bunch of them. This is the tidbits autocorrect diction. By the way, that was not there. You remember, I deleted all the snippets. Right. These are all coming from my Dropbox. Accented words. So next time I type angstrom, it'll actually have the right little umlaut and whatever the hell that is on the A. You can never find those on the keyboard. They're there. Doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> I've got all these great symbols. It's so easy. You just type, you know, if I type slash equals, I get a do not does not equal. If I type plus minus, I get plus minus. If I type H H E A R T, I get a little heart. If I type A A P L E, I get a little apple. All my email boilerplate is in here, and uh, this is the ones that that were just kind of along, floating along for the ride. I mean, text expander is fantastic. Whoops, I just disabled it.
1: There are so many like, and there are so many letters that are kind of like form letters that you just kind of you know, all the time. You, you know, I have like, uh, you know, NFR requests or test requests or whatever, all the time. and I and I sit there and there's just long, you know, and I have like, you know, for different. You know, shows and different whatever. You just type it in, and boom, it's all there. And then I just fill in the little.
0: This is fun lines. too. It's awesome. This is fun too. Now, I don't use this machine for typing because it's too far away. Keyboard's like across from me. But there have been 19 snippets expanded, saving me 418 characters and 0.02 hours at 80 words per minute. <laughs> so you actually, if you look at text, if you've been using it for a while, like on my main machine, you know, this so, is thousands bad. and yeah. thousands of characters, many hours saved. So, so you need text expander. Let's face it, a Mac without text expander is like a day without sunshine. Yes. a kiss without a mustache a fish without a bicycle you need text expander and i want you to try it absolutely free for 30 days go to smilesoftware.com/macbreak I think text expander has been a Mac break. Pick. Are, you, are you doing the same thing? I'm doing where you're like repurchasing
1: apps on on the Mac
0: app store. I, I did yeah I just realized that like, you know I bought
1: it when I was like eh, I'm just gonna buy it again So I have it on the Mac so app it's yeah, no, I do registered it, and it's on and, everything so you yeah. know if
0: you have if you if you uh, downloaded it from smile software and now you want it on your uh, on your um, app store You can just buy it there too buy it twice. It's not expensive But you can get it free right now for 30 days uh, text expander 3. It's got form snippets so you can now do variables. Did you know that? Have you um, have, I have you not played done that? that. That's a new feature, it. and I haven't really done it. But you can say understand. here's a form, and now here's the you know here's the here's the boilerplate, and now here's the three things that you want to add to that to customize it. You didn't know about that, did you? Oh, I know. I know. I love it, and I love the Dropbox support. Oh, man, thirty-five dollars. That's the regular price. Try it free right now. smilesoftwarecom Break. And Don McAllister did a great. Uh, screencast on this which is on the smile software page and there Merlin man on his uh, On his blog on Kung Fu grip He's the guy who really uh, taught me everything. I know about text expander. He's got a new one on this new feature Everything about doing something really forms. really fast It's all about Merlin. Yeah no, it's it's uh, you know if you're still doing email, and I think there's a move afoot to eliminate email entirely, which I'm about to adopt. We're, we've we've moved
1: like a huge amount away from email. Yeah, like where all of our company stuff now is not in email.
0: But there's anytime you use a computer, there's stuff that you type again and again and again. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so great. Didn't you love how I populated all the snippets just right out of Dropbox? I just love that. SmileSoftware.com/slash/macbreak. Wish I could do that with the lower thirds. It would save me <laughs> save me a huge amount of
2: time. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I worry about how dynamic those would be. <laughs> I, I'd be. I'd be talking about, but the thing you really have to understand about Apple is that they have a personality online unla- that'd be something you super. Say, hold, on, he, he'll he'll be winding this up soon. If he if not, don't worry, people. I'll I'll, I'll cut him <laughs> off. And I, I, I'm giving you another ten seconds. <laughs> slash A I R slash Andrianko <Anna> rant.
0: <laughs> so this is interesting. Something else in Lion that might solve my problem. You tell me, Alex Lindsay. Built into Lion, the XSAN file system, allowing any Mac with appropriate connectivity to access an XSAN volume. Is this why it's not in Final Cut Pro 10? Because if I'm running Lion. But an XSAN is Apple's proprietary hardware, which they no longer sell, right?
1: Yeah, I I don't know if that's going to be the solution yet until it comes out and we test it.
0: So does it mean I have to use an XSAN to make that work? Um, I.
1: Numbers. Don't know until I test
0: it. Somebody else said that there's a workaround if you create a sparse image on the SAN. A mm-hmm. SAN, folks, for those who don't know, and I didn't know until recently, is a high-end storage area network. It's like a Drobo or RAID array that has very high availability, fiber connections to these machines. Looks local on each machine. So what we do right now, I'm recording to the SAN from a Final Cut Pro instance down here in the studio. As soon as I press stop, that recording is available upstairs to the editors. I don't have to move files around over the network or anything; it's just there, and it's fast enough that they can edit. I can record at the same time, and we can have multiple editors working off the SAN. It's twenty thousand dollars, which I'm also told is cheap. Yeah, a cheap SAN. We had one. We had one in the
1: office for a test, and it was a and it was awesome. I mean, it was like we were just we were like, oh my, you know, we felt like we were really living. And then and then when they were about to take it away, we were like, so how much does this cost? I think we need to keep this. We and need they were this. Like, Uh, It's $65,000, and I was like, "Uh, here here you go. It's right there. You can put it in this box. I I think
0: it's the single most expensive piece of equipment in the studio, but it saved us so much time. You really need it. And if Final Cut Pro doesn't support it, that's going to be a problem. Anyway, apparently the workaround, I'm not sure I would adopt this, is to create a sparse disc image on the SAN, which you mount on the Mac and then you can edit. I'm, I'm, I think I'm of the uh, th- thought is to
1: move slowly into Final Cut X and allow Apple to make some upgrades and make some adjustments before you start doing too many heavy workarounds. Yeah. Uh, if, 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 you don't, if it doesn't have what you need, don't try to bend your entire SAN system so that you can make Final Cut X work. I, I think that you're, no, it's too important. you're fishing, <laughs> you're it's fishing for shark circle. there. Yeah.
0: That's all I'm saying. How about this virtualization? Arnold Kim writing uh, on... Uh, I love Arnold. He's brilliant at macrumors.com. Apple is going to allow in Lion multiple virtual copies of OS 10 on the same machine
2: that's, that's a huge deal for so many people yeah.
0: what is that why would you do that andy
2: uh, well that's a huge admin uh, thing where the people who have to s- support multiple multiple configurations uh, and so if, if you're administrating uh, a couple hundred Macs, and you've got some people who are outfitted just for uh, uh, just for uh, uh, really heavy production, some people who are outfitted with a different version of the OS because they're using older hardware, uh, and you need to make sure that you basically have all these configurations set up and running and double-checked. You can have multiple Macs, essentially, on one Mac Pro and always be tabbing between one and the other. The other cool thing is that it does mean that there are some there are some people whose operating system is a virtualization environment where they don't even really think of uh, having uh, a main OS and then alternative OSs that run under, under virtualization. So the ability to have multiple instances of of uh, of uh, of the Mac OS on the same box at the same time without having to result to any skullduggery uh, is a big big win for a lot of people.
1: So now, now Andy, we you, you're, they're both running both the operating systems are running at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is like virtual, this is like VMware.
0: Well, you actually, apparently, according to this post, according to Arnold Kim, you need VMware or okay, or so Fusion. You need, you need Fusion or Parallels. Or, you need a virtualization software in addition. This doesn't provide that.
1: But it, but it provides you to, because we have, there's a bunch of things that we do, like, for instance, VPNs. Um, we do all of our key servers for the Pixel Core. When we provide people software, our members have all access to lots of software. And to control all of those, a lot of times we're using the PC side of things because we want to run multiple instances of, Windows, <laughs> right. you know, because we haven't been able to instance the
0: uh, OS 10. So, right. so it looks like that'll be a. I can see why that solution will be important. okay. This is something that you could do on server until now, but you couldn't do on the right. client. And now, I guess they're ro- they're re- are they getting rid of server edition? It sounds like Lion is both server and maybe it sounds that's like what's they're just kind of fusing it, it like all together. one thing. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, okay, Netflix kind of pissing people off here. <laughs> Uh, making adjustments. Making adjustments. You got to, you know, I have to say, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure why this happens, but every night around 5 o'clock, my Comcast cable sh- really slows down in my Mine neighborhood. Mine does too. And it stays slow till 10 p.m. Yeah. And I'm thinking. It's Netflix. It's, they're all, they're doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. They're all watching Netflix.
1: Yeah. No, I've noticed at 4.30. Really, so it's not, it's yes, like, right vroom, around 4.30 just dies. Just, it
0: just, everyone gets home, starts, all the kids <sighs> start watching. Comcast has to put some more bandwidth on there. We're what, probably sawing the same head. I don't head think Comcast and needs to
1: put in, do anything. I think that Sonic needs to bring that gigabit that they that they have up yeah, in. I might, uh, sw-
0: I might switch to Sonic. I am so ready for that gigabit. You've got to wonder with more, you know, what is it, 40% now of primetime traffic is Netflix? You've got to wonder how long before this just, I mean, it's, good, it's actually bringing infrastructure to its knees. Yeah, yeah that, that,
2: that's what, that was the thing that really struck out at me about, uh, about these changes that they're making. Where the, the reason why so many people are, are upset is that right now if you want to get DVDs by mail, but you also want streaming, essentially you're buying mm-hmm. this, the streaming for 7 and you get uh, the DVD service for 2 bucks more. Now they're splitting that up. Saying that if you want to get DVDs, that's seven. That's seven and a half bucks. If you want streaming, that's also seven and a half bucks. So basically, you're going so- to 16 bucks for streaming plus. Right. So, so, right. So, so now a uh, technically that's an increase for the same amount of money. But the significant thing I think of that announcement is that not only are they breaking those out into two distinct and equal products, but also they're putting the DVD business under one management team. They're putting the streaming business under uh, under their own management team. Yeah. Do, so, do you
1: know what they call D- the 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 management team for the uh, for the DVD business? The legacy. They call team. it the pasture.
0: <laughs> so i mean i think this is it's become really clear if you are leg like, if you are a streaming netflix viewer no change if
1: right. you're
0: just paying the 7.99 which is no me. change yeah. it's just that if you're both streaming and dvd as i am you're well, gonna, the funny thing is i, I get a, a dvd
1: i get a dvd and i send it back every once in a while oh yeah i gotta put uh, that dvd well, back and then I think another what's one gonna shows gonna do, up and i'm like oh, okay it's
0: gonna save me money because it's gonna push me into canceling the dvd which i should have done long ago as you should have Right. I've had three DVDs re- re- sent to me in four years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. what Netflix is—I don't well. think this is a price increase. I think this is a pivot. Right. Netflix I is saying that, we are streaming.
2: Right. right. Uh, well, I, I think it's—it's it's that it's more convenient to have two distinct branches of the same company. Uh, for one, it means that they, it gives them some agility in how they're going to run each part of the business because it's clear that these these two businesses are on divergent paths. They're not. But branches of the exact same service. It also makes me think, getting back to the point about how much traffic every night of, of prime time programming is being served by Netflix, it makes me want to look into what sort of uh, government oversight and regulation—they'd have to follow if they decided that they're going to define themselves as a broadcast network, as opposed to simply a guy who does a, a company that uh, delivers DVDs digitally uh, via uh, via IP. Would would it be not possible for them to do make a whole bunch of boons they want to make uh, over the next couple of years if they had if they're if they're also in the physical DVD business? Uh, There's so the, They're they're the major brick wall brick wall that I often run into when I look at stuff like this is, I don't know anything about how corporate law works. And it's always fascinating to me when I talk to an attorney who works in this business and they can tell you, no, the reason why that they pulled out of this market specifically is because, believe it or not, there is a regulation that says that if your company is in the food business in any way, shape, or form, you cannot operate in this state and still get this tax, uh, right. this tax statement. Right. So if you simply take this part of the business, this part of the online store that has foodstuffs and make it their own brand, all you have to do is incorporate it that way and suddenly you can save 1.8 million dollars per quarter. So you and think if like, they're
0: only doing streaming they don't have there's no they don't have to worry about state taxes but if they're sending physical discs they might something like I, that along those I, so, lines? So, something like that. I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised
2: if there isn't some sort of uh, advantage to just simply structuring the company that way where you have two separate divisions that are in two separate business one is digital and one is DVD delivery
1: one of the things is is to get those DVDs to you quickly they need to have fulfillment centers all over in every state and so now they're a taxable entity (laughs) in every state if they are an internet company they only have to pay the taxes in the states that they have a physical location and so so the so the issue is that that could save them a tens of millions of dollars. But I think the other thing is is that I think this is going to be a... There's two things that I think we should applaud
0: this for. One is... It's funny because you're the only one applauding. I, I, I got to say there's such pain. Okay. And I agree with you. I think it's just a, a reshaping of the business that the movie industry is pushing them into this. I don't think that, the movie industry is pushing them into this because I think... Oh, they industry, prefer uh, streaming. Uh, not,
1: not Netflix streaming.
0: Well, what the... <laughs> it, no, but what it's doing is it's reflecting what the movie industry's in, interests are, which is there's the Blu-ray... Camp and there's a streaming camp, right. and I think you know you don't well, see a lot of these new, very few new releases go right into streaming. They're they're at right. Blu-ray. What the well, movie company would like to do is get you both times. Well, but the thing is, is here's what here's what's going to happen here. By separating
1: these out, people are going to start choosing between plastic and online streaming, and they're going to stop. I haven't had a DVD player working in my house for two again or three years.
0: You're an outlier.
1: I know, but <laughs> but but. but I, I, I know, think a lot of people parents, are just
0: getting their first Blu-ray player. I know, my
1: parents got—I
0: don't—but which, Ray, by the Blue way, Ray comes Ray. with Netflix. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but the the um,
1: my parents got Netflix, and the and and immediately they're bu- you know they're they're downloading stuff, and, and they're they're not buying as they're not getting as many DVDs. The thing is, is this is by making you choose, you're no longer going to have. Well, they don't oh, make can you choose. You could ways. do both. I know, but but a lot of people are going to go. Well, if I have to choose between them, I'm just going to do the online because that's a little more convenient. And then what happens is they stop using their DVD player, they stop having it in the living room, and then that kills off the Hollywood business. Um, that, that, I don't think so. I think
0: there's plenty of people who say I want the extras, I want the because you don't get DVD extras on streaming. True. I want the, the high quality so of Blu-ray because you don't DVDs, get 1080p. The well, they mean to make better extras, maybe, but yeah. I, I don't think they think they're making bad extras. <laughs> you think they? Are. I, the only reason I buy it. You're an, is an outlier. I know. You know you are not like a normal person. You understand that.
2: Also also realize that you can't take Netflix streaming with you in the car right. when you're driving the kids to, uh, hither and yon over the next couple of weeks to all the errands that you go on. So there's I, always going to be a, a room for, for DVD.
0: I suspect what happened, and I could tell you right now, in the Netflix headquarters, they're all going like this. Okay, we're gonna, it's going to be a storm. There's going to be some poo-poo <laughs> coming from the sky for the next six weeks. Just batten down the hatches. Hold on, because six weeks from now when that storm is over, and by the way, we're seeing the storm. People are furious. It's going to actually work out great for everybody involved. Those people who just want streaming will just get streaming. Those people who love the Blu-ray will get the Blu-ray. There are a few people who want both. Look, 16 bucks a month is still less than you probably paid for VHS rental. Well, and, just, to, I mean, my, my late fees alone were twice that. When I... When I uh... You know,
1: when I'm using Netflix, the thing that I want is actually for them to move all of the prices up a little bit, so they could pay Hollywood more, so I get more movies that I want. It, I don't know, think
0: Holly—it's not about—I don't think it's about money for Hollywood. It is
1: because they're making nothing on Hollywood's making nothing on the streaming, but Hollywood
0: what, is working a, a str- is working, I think, more strategically than that. I think that they, if they want to put Netflix out of business, that's you know, they they they're really putting pressure on. DVD they they hold back a movie for 30 days from Netflix they totally control Netflix Netflix operates at Hollywood's mercy, I believe right now
1: uh, yeah but you know Hollywood is a is a frog
0: sitting in water that's getting slow well, I understand
1: they you know they' they're, and so I right think now they have the around. upper hand with
0: Netflix they control absolutely that's why there's only crap on not crap but there's less first run stuff on streaming. That's why they say to Netflix, yeah, we'll give you the movie 30 days after it's on DVD in the stores. They totally control that. What is Netflix leverage
1: with well, Hollywood? Well, Netflix leverage is 40% of the, of the uh, of, uh, bandwidth in the evening. I mean, it's, it's the okay. fact that I Well, that's really, why Hollywood's playing it both ways. They're encouraging the, the streaming
0: because in the long run they prefer streaming because there's no piracy issue. It's lower quality, so maybe they'll still sell the Blu-rays. I think not, not only good for not only like
2: that, but it's, it's it's sort of like uh, gazelle dot for old movies and TV shows. They have they have this old content that they own outright exactly. that's generating no that's generating no revenue for them whatsoever. The fact that Netflix will put them on means that suddenly old episodes of Columbo and uh, and uh, Murder She Wrote and uh, and, and Rockford Files. Oh, and Rockwell. Star, Trek. okay. Star Trek's a bad, bad example because it was already valuable, but Rockford Files is just doing nothing. <laughs> but, no, no, I think, but I agree. It, it's it's incremental in- it's, income it's, for it's, them. It's free, it's free money is how yeah. I heard one, one exec describe it to me.
0: I think so one this of, is, in other words, the movie industry is getting exactly what they want. The, the one issue that the movie industry, I
1: think, is, is some people will talk about when you're in Hollywood is the lack of constraint on supply. And so, like, for instance, uh, Next Generation came out on the first, july 1st um you know star trek next generation is released i now don't really need to get something new for months (laughs) i mean you know like i'm gonna go through i'm gonna watch next generation from the first episode to the last episode, slowly over the next couple of months, because I just want to, you know, there's so many that I just kind of want to go back and, and, and watch all in one continuous thing rather than the mess that I watched them in in the first round. You know, and, and the thing is, is that um, by, by, uh, by having this, even if they're not all first run, by having this huge collection that I have access to, I'm less likely to go out and buy DVDs. I'm less likely to go to the movies. I'm less likely to, you know, do all of those things that Hollywood would like me to do on a day to day basis because I can kind of fill up my time. It gets into that whole great versus good enough.
2: Yeah. The, the 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 danger of Netflix to the industry is that it truly convinces everybody that a lot of the, the consumer patterns that they've been in for the past 10 or 20 years just don't make any sense to them anymore, that it's no longer really important that they get to buy a de- they get to see Avatar as soon as it's released on home video because It'll come, you know, it'll come around eventually, and there's probably about nine other movies that are just as entertaining, or at least uh, sitting sit down on the sofa with, uh, with a couple of friends You just want to watch something. You don't necess- No one's going to storm out because, oh, you told me we get to see Avatar. You can't see Avatar <laughs> now, and we're leaving. Uh, but you'll probably find uh, maybe even an episode of The Rockford Files. <laughs> that, uh, or now, what, you'll, be able, to, you'll be able to see what a Pixar it? movie. You'll be able to see the conversation. You'll be able to see Secretariat. You know, there's there's also,
0: company. which we didn't mention, but there's income to them from cable on demand, too. By making it available to cable on demand, first, you know, look at it, this is what the movie company wants to do, milk it, right? So first, first run DVD, Blu-ray, stores only. Then cable, and maybe sometimes day and date cable if they pay them enough money, otherwise it goes to on demand. Then later Netflix, and then later Netflix streaming. And possibly if they do it right, they can get you four times. You know, I mean, I think that they're they're making a ton of money on cable on demand. They're not going to dump that yet. Well, I think you talk to a lot of executives,
1: though, and and to them, it's pennies on the dollar compared to what they were making when people were buying, buying, building up big DVD collections. Well, that's my other point.
0: People are complaining that 16 bucks a month is still a lot cheaper than anything you've been doing up to now. I mean let's let's I mean that's what's going to happen is people going to go oh well wait a minute
1: yeah it's 16 bucks a month but and if you want a great service the thing to do right now is not to leave Netflix because they moved they changed the price by $7 it's to not buy anything other than watch it on Netflix and keep on putting the economic pressure put on put the, the economic on the pressure companies. on like this is what we want to you're you're much better off paying 20 bucks a month and not pay, doing any a la carte um, Than you are, paying, you know, but but that takes the users, and that's part of the reason that I very rarely buy anything online from from on demand or Apple TV or whatever is that I want I don't want that model to be successful.
2: Also, because it, it because
1: you start
2: to question your traditional buying patterns, uh, I have come to realize how rarely I truly need to own a piece of media uh, if. If uh, something's available for rental for $4.99, I can buy it on Blu-ray for $22. Uh, I'll rent it once. If I want to see it again, I'll rent it a second time. If I rent it a third time, and then that pretty much does me for the, next, for the rest of the year, I'm still 8 or $9 ahead. Uh, I bought the John Adams miniseries uh, uh, from HBO only because it was 50 hours of content that I could then rip and put on my iPad. Uh, and that was the, I think that was the first DVD I bought in about a year.
1: Well, and I, and I have to admit that I, I, I've been um, winding through, like, for instance, I've been going through Dexter from the beginning to end, and, um, and they took it off. The first two seasons were on Netflix, and then, and then they took it off on of Netflix, and then this is exactly what Hollywood wants, is that that was the one where I was, I was already in the middle of it. The hook was set, and so I, now I've been buying them on iTunes. In HD, but uh, but the model that is, they're trying to make work. What but
0: happens is it depends on the content. Yeah. So some content you want Blu-ray, some content streaming's fine. I mean, it just depends. Some content yeah. you see in the theater, right? Yeah. It really depends on what, I mean, uh, I want to see Harry Potter in the theater because it's going to be a big screen thing um uh, i may buy the blu-rays down the down the road i mean i think this is not uh i think this is i do not feel like i do not like feeling like i'm being manipulated though you the, are with the transformers Sorry, bad
1: news no i know i used to be the manipulator so i understand <laughs> i mean you know, it was like you know there, were, there was there was a seasonal seasonal recurrence and yeah. uh you know burn rotations and hot rotations Absolutely. and i mean that was all of us hooking you and okay we're gonna we're got depeche mode coming up right after the commercial break and i mean you know we I know what that is. It's just, welcome, to the, you know, welcome to the music industry. Or welcome music to the entertainment industry. industry.
0: Welcome to business. Yeah. It's business 1.0. It. Yeah. We all have a fiduciary responsibility to maximize value to the shareholders. <laughs> if I had shareholders, I'd be maximizing their value too. Exactly. I don't like to be maximized. That you sounds. know what the good news is? <laughs> I'm too stupid to really make the connection between making money and what I do. Yeah. So I have no idea. <laughs> right. So it's just like, yeah, well, as long as I get a pay check, I guess I'm all right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm doing things that are from a business point of view. Not making, Not, not a good thing. But
1: idea. in the long sense, I mean, I do the same thing. I mean, I'm completely passionate. Yeah, we're in, for it, the, you know, we're in, make, in it for the fun. We're, we're like, in it for the Most walls. of our podcasts, most of my, your podcasts do well, but most of my podcasts don't make any money. You
0: know, it's just we do them because <laughs> we like to do
1: them. You, you know, but it's but like, do you think cool. I look at
0: a podcast and say, oh, I'm going to do that one because I can make money? And, oh, no. I don't want to do that one. I can't make any money. No. There's no measurement. There's us going. Ah, this hey. looks like a lot of fun. Do we looks have like to do it? Yeah, let's,
1: let's, go. let's, let's, let's work it i do it for the lulz.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break, come back, and talk about iOS 5. We know more. Ooh. Much more. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe some rumors about the new iPhones, which I keep floating and everybody keeps shooting down. I don't know. <laughs> I'll keep doing it. I
1: have a, I have a sound effect for the, for the online folks. They have to guess. Okay. We
0: love you. <laughs> what okay. is that from? Just keep make. listening, and in a moment, we'll explain what wow. is. is.
2: That's the, that's the phrase that pays. Listen for the next 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> 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 next
2: time you see the, the K-Twit party bag. What is that from? If you're listening.
0: <laughs> wow! All right. Keep listening. <laughs> I don't know. Meanwhile, a word from Carbone. We were talking about the cloud. There is a cloud service out there that really is a useful tool for anybody on a Mac or Windows, for that matter. Backs you up keeps your data safe makes it available online whenever you want it does versioning actually i think the, maybe the windows version does versioning, but not the mac version yet uh just a lot of great features i can't remember there's also a, a new uh, carbonite for business uh, i just tell you these guys are hitting it out of the park they really know what they're doing when it comes to backup it's just the way to go it's automatic so you don't have to think about it very important It's off-site, so even if the worst happens, you've never lost any data. And your data is always accessible from any computer. Just log into your Carbonite account or your smartphone, Apple, Android, even BlackBerry. You get your files back in just a few clicks. And because uh, they're encrypted on the way up, you're always private, and you can add additional encryption pre, as as Steve Gibson calls it, pre-internet encryption to make sure that only you can see your data. And all that for just $59 a year, unlimited that means all the data on your internal hard drive unlimited amount even if you have one of them big 2 terabyte babies I got a big hard drive <laughs> although you know it does and he cannot lie all of the <laughs> I have to say yes I have to say, there are people I get emails from sometimes say, you know, I'm backing up three terabytes on Carbonite. It's just taking the longest time. Well, what do you think? You're using your Internet access. You might want to think about how much data you're putting up there. Put the stuff that you really need to get. It is online, after all. And Carbonite's you know, very gentle with your both your connection and your CPU. So you don't want to know that it's doing its stuff. It's doing it in the background. It won't hog your Internet connection. So, uh, you know, that's why they give you two weeks free. Try it. See how it goes for you. Go to Carbonite.com, use the offer code MACBREAK, no credit card or anything needed, just uh, try it for two weeks, uh, and see how it works for you. Usually, for most people, that two weeks is enough to back up your entire data set, and now, from now on, it's easy to stay updated. If you decide to buy, $59, and we'll give you 14 months with the price of two, 12 when you uh, mention Carbonite.com, 14 months with the price of 12, two free months when you mention MACBREAK. That is Carbonite.com. Offer code Mac MacBreak. Uh, it's a real lifesaver on laptops. I don't, you know, as soon as a laptop goes into production for me, it's got carbonite on. It really is the way to do. iOS 5. A couple of things about iOS. First of all, uh, according to Read Write Web, iOS owners buy 61% more applications. Is that a surprise? It's no. been that way on the Mac, too. Mac, Mac users buy more apps. That's why it's good to develop for the Mac. Um the average good price consumers. They're, well, you know, you could say some might say, well, they paid more for the Apple in the first place. They they're uh maybe more willing to spend money on quality, maybe they have more money to spend. The average price for iOS applications is now a dollar forty four. That's up fourteen percent year over year. Consumers are buying sixty one percent more apps this year than they did last year. This is from Piper jaffrey and uh, today's iOS device owners will download, on average, 83 applications in a year, up from 51 in. That's a lot of applications. 83 apps. How many apps are on your iPhone? You don't want to know. <laughs> I don't
1: know how many are on my iPhone. You know,
0: that you can do a use- go to the uh, uh, settings and usage, and it'll tell you how many apps. Okay. Let me see the chat room. Check how many apps are you running on your iPhone. I bet our audience is far more than 83.
1: Where is it? Is it under general?
0: Yeah, general, usage, It'll tell you how much um, storage you're using, how many apps you've got on there, all that stuff.
1: I don't see. I don't see.
0: Uh, I see usage. One hundred eighty-three, one hundred sixty-eight. This is the chat room. Where is that? One hundred fifty-eight. Greater than three hundred. Two hundred six. I believe you want.
2: I, I believe you want in, an, uh, in about not usage.
0: I'm sorry about. Thank you. And two hundred
2: thirty-two. Two hundred thirty-two
0: for Andrew Inotko. Four hundred thirty-seven from Web twelve sixty-one. Two hundred sixty-seven from iPad Matt. Two hundred thirty-seven. Two hundred thirty-seven for uh, Mister. Uh, Four hundred eighty-three on his iPod Touch. Nine hundred forty-five on X nine forty-two's iPad.
2: Oh, uh, I I misread. I left out the leading two. It's actually <laughs> 200, two hundred two thousand
0: two hundred thirty-two. I don't know if there's a limit. Since,
2: since we're just throwing out numbers here without any without
0: any you know, proof, hey, I believe these people. Okay, you think they're fun. inflating their numbers? Well, now they are. Nine point one five billion. Okay, enough. <laughs> uh, Scoble did this once, and he said that you know the average user is somewhere around a hundred, which I think is accurate. Uh, but the geek, it's often d- double that. And we've yep. proven that here today. <laughs> I, re-
2: I really wish that, actually, I should double check. Uh, I really wish that iTunes could track number of launches the way that it can also ta- uh, track number of plays. Because that would really help me to organize the apps that I actually use all the time. I can, I can name probably the top eight apps off, off the top of my head. Uh, but the, there are others that just don't ever bubble to the surface until I'm in that one instance in which this thing is the only thing that will actually do the job for me.
0: Number of apps, Apple. I thought Apple had f- half a million, but according to uh, this uh, article in uh, Read Write, Web, it's 425,000. Uh, maybe maybe the 500,000 was total and 425,000 active apps. I'm not sure the difference. Uh, Android, just 200,000 apps. <laughs> you know, I think anything over maybe 150,000 apps is probably sufficient.
1: I just, you know, I, I find my... Uh myself changing the way I, what I look for in an application.
0: It's so hard because that, well, it's a needle in a haystack. But
1: with the new Mac App Store and with iOS and everything else, I've noticed that I used to want an application that did everything I needed to do, and now I want every application to do just the thing. <laughs> uh, I I've think that's s- the
0: correct answer. There was yeah. a
1: developer showing yeah. me one of their apps, and I was like, whoa, 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 you're doing too many different things here. I only want... Yeah. I want a $6 app that does exactly right what I'm you. asking for and integrates well with other apps. But it's, it's almost the old... Remember the old conversation about... What was it? Doc? The... the um, oh, this was in the 90s, Dashboard? like Rhapsody, what? Dashboard? No, in de- it, when they were talking about Rhapsody a long, oh. long time ago, you know, in the 90s when they were talking about OpenDoc, you know, where you're oh, able yeah. oh, you to have lots of little applications that right. integrated with each other, and it's not quite the same, right. but, I, but I have this, this, you know, I want each Cor- application. Corba. Inter- app- I, 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 I,
2: I absolutely agree. I've, I've been looking at uh, photo apps for an upcoming col- column, and there are some really nice camera apps that have, like, Eight hundred functions to them yeah, too and they're, much. They're, and they 're simple and they 're straightforward and they 're useful, but you know what when i'm in the, when i 'm in a, a mode where I really need that that feature where you st- where the uh, the shutter doesn 't trip until the thing is steady i don 't think i 'm going to launch this one app and then access this one feature within that app i think i 'm going to launch that app that works that way, and i 've got instead of a single all in one app I really want five separate apps that just focus on making panorama panoramas just focus on low light photography one that just focuses on the yes i know that apple spent 8 million dollars developing a really cool camera really accurate camera in a package but here's how to make your photos look like crap Somebody says I, I want
0: those. I want those a separate thing. Somebody just said, "Could you end soon so we can get lion?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll be right after we end. Maybe it'll be a couple of days after we end. Here's the important point. And I think well, we, well, uh, well uh, chat room. How much is it worth to you? you know, <laughs> Leo, Leo, Leo's got to I can pull this show. I can. End, I can start this show
2: right now. Yes, <laughs> your donations here. If you, yeah. <laughs> on the plus side, it's not like we're going to be killing hostages until we get what we want. <laughs> we're just going to delay these things. <laughs> you know how much do you want live we we could get hostages okay (laughs) I'm not saying we couldn't get them we just choose not to so uh,
0: there was their URL that you'd like to (laughs) speaking of hostages this is the actually the seminal point uh, Chris Whitmore Deutsche Bank makes with the average of a hundred dollars content a hundred dollars content on every Apple mobile device he says it's increasingly difficult for users to justify the switch from iOS to a competing platform. You've got an investment uh, I, now. I've got a lot more than hundred
1: dollars invested. I mean, I, I realized I, I went through my, my I went through the thing and, and started doing a calculation and realized that I had spent about fifteen hundred dollars on applications wow. on, my, on my iPhone and iPad. And I was like, and that means that I'd feel like I'd have to replace. A, I don't have to replace all of them because a lot of them were dead ends. But that but, makes it sticky. It makes it really sticky you know it, it is really hard and i think that that's different because people are buying a lot more apps on the ios than on android android has a much larger free market which they're trying to move but i think it's a there seems to be some kind of cultural thing there yeah getting stuff for free on, the,
0: on uh, Android. E. Carr uh, in our chat room says, i would never did the math on how much I've spent until now, and now I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, it does, it ties you right in. You might not yeah. want to do the math if you're thinking about a, a different...
1: Well, there's just a lot of apps I use on a daily basis that I just don't know if I, you know, I, I don't want to find another one. You know, I think that's the, that's the issue. I have me.
0: to say, increasingly... And I say that as a dual platform user, uh, everything you can do on one, you can do on the other. There's it
1: is. One. I just have to b- buy it again. That's the problem is, is that right. once you start to choose it, it's not, I know that I could do it on Android. And I'm buying Android as soon as the Galaxy 2S comes out. Right. So I'm getting an Android uh, uh, phone, but I don't, I'm not going to feel the need to replace everything on my iPhone on my Android. I'm just going to get some new apps that I like on the Android.
0: The good news is that most Android apps are free. Android That's does good. not have the ecosystem. They're often ad supported. For instance, Scrabble. Right. Uh, EA just put Scrabble out on Android. It's, uh, what does it cost? Five bucks on uh, iOS. It's not cheap. Uh, free on Android, but you get ads. Really I'll be that. honest. I'd rather pay five bucks and not have yeah, an ad. Really yeah. yeah. on, a, on a mobile device, the ad takes up sure. way too much space. Uh, iOS 5 rumors. Uh, what is the, what is, there was a, I went by in the chat room, Bluetooth support uh, in iOS 5. Support for what? Bluetooth tethering? I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to do a search now because it went by and I didn't copy it. Chat room, what what, what was the story on that one? Uh, Apple TV will get Bluetooth with iOS 5. Hmm. Code pulled from the latest iOS 5 beta shows that Apple TV, which will presumably be an iOS 5 device, right, will support Bluetooth keyboards and the mice and the and. And soon after that, it will support the full iOS. And that is a killer. I've been saying that since day one. I want apps on my, and by the way, by the way, that puts, you know, all sorts of additional well, you, you HBO make, Go and
1: all sorts of things on there. You, put, you connect that with the iCloud, and now you're talking about every person. That's a $99 computer. Wow you know, that has access to all of your documents, all of your, you know, you, you have a magic pad where you can move things around. You have your, your Bluetooth, your wireless keyboard, and you have a $99 computer that you can access all that basic stuff. Uh, and I know a lot of people who are, you know, like my parents and who don't really need a computer beyond what they could do on an iOS. Is it,
0: as Dave MacD says in our chat room, the return of web TV? Do we? Is it maybe too complex? I don't, do we, I don't do think, we, think so. No?
1: Uh, it's, uh, Apple, if you look at the, the
2: times when they've built a device that, we have a template for. They never do it the linear way. They never do the idea of, well, they got Apple TV. If you had a keyboard and mouse, you got a computer. Now you'll have a computer right. with a word processor and a web browser uh, off your TV. They usually twist it in such a way that it makes sense within the larger ecosystem that they've built. So I could definitely see iCloud syncing where you could display uh, a keynote pr- a document, you could display Uh, and do quick edits to something, I could certainly see Bluetooth support for keyboards so that you could actually do searches for things uh, inside Netflix and other apps without having to go... Well, like I, but I don't. I, I don't see. I don't see the Apple TV
1: turning into something that we would recognize as a computer. Oh no, no, I don't think so. I think it, I think it'll be much more simple. I think that it'll be. But but the point is, I think a lot of people. That's all they need. I don't think that they I, need to have. I don't even think
0: they need this air. You know, a lot I really of people, thought that the Magic Trackpad was designed for Apple TV. Yeah, I thought that that was kind of yeah. like, I'm going to have that on my coffee table and then I can pinch and zoom and do all yeah. this stuff. That's really what I thought. because well, iOS doesn't you know it has an on-screen keyboard it doesn't really the, need the other a thing
1: is i can imagine in a business having an apple tv uh, with icloud you could have an apple tv connected to your presentation box or whatever and people could be uploading their presentations or whatever they want to show at an event or whatever and, and simply just have access to those all running you
0: know really quickly and easily across and the if process. you thought netflix was killing the neighborhood bandwidth <laughs> coming this fall apparently itunes according to a rumor will offer 1080p movies right that you can uh, stream and download 1920 by 1080, average bit rate encoding of 10 megabits. Nice. Yeah. Is and that and that's a, that's good quality? It's isn't about it? it's a little less than half of what Blu-ray. A Blu- Blu-ray is. Okay. Yeah. So but it'll enough be, to give you pretty. It'll good.
1: be more macro blocks, but it'll, it'll still be great. It'll look nice and sharp.
2: Uh, do, are people really going to be able to tell the difference between 1080p and, and 720p? Only if you
0: understand the word macro blocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no,
1: if if you, uh, I am quite happy actually watching uh, I like 720p. I 720p. I have a I have a 50 inch uh, in my in my lab, and um, and I have, and I'm quite happy watching um, 720p. In fact, I'll be honest with you, the scaling software is so good that I really, it doesn't even bother me to watch standard def, I hate to say that, but, you know, obviously it looks great when I can watch full res, but there's stuff on Netflix that isn't, mm-hmm. and I, I play it, and I'm like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, you know, and I busy. see, there,
2: there, there's math that says that uh, for most screens that are in most people's, people's homes, you really have to be sitting at a very... Specific golden triangle to appreciate the difference between 720p and 1080. And I've I've seen them. I talked to people who put these together, and I believe what they say. That said, when it came time for me to buy a new TV set, and I could just I could either get the 720p version for 300 bucks or the 1080 version for only 50 bucks more. Yeah, I think I'll get the 50. I got 50 bucks. I'll get the 1080p
1: version. Well, and this is a question in the in the people believe big numbers. Someone's talking about a higher bit rate, 720p, or a bit or a lower bit rate, 1080p. Yeah. And I'd rather have the 720p at higher bit. I'd rather have a 10 megabit connection, 10 megabit 720p, with less damage done to
0: the. Well, oh, you're right. That's perfect.
1: And have that scaled up. I'd rather have that than the Me 1080p. Me too.
0: I download all my porn at 720p. I find it sufficient. Yeah. You don't want too much crystal clarity.
1: Well, unless you're going to be within, I think it's six or eight feet with a monitor over, and I believe it's 60 inches. You don't need more than 720p. You're not going to see it. <laughs> I think Alex
0: missed what i said uh, US, UBS I, I analyst I, maynard ohm um, it 's fine. The chat room heard it uh, uh, UBS analyst Maynard Ohm um says that Apple, if it does make an internet connected HD TV or maybe just the Apple TV connected to your regular TV, could be worth fifty to one hundred billion in market cap. They're already at three hundred twenty eight billion the second largest u s company in market cap it 's worth another thirty percent if they can get in this lucrative tv business mainly because they own the ecosystem right Oh man i just the, I don't the, buy it. In, you don't buy it i i just don't
2: buy it i, I don't there, there's so many different kinds of tvs for so many different needs and there's so many people who just are going to look at $300 versus $499 or $380 versus $799 i i think that if apple simply says we've got this $99 box you plug it in with one cable and you can take what, I think buy that's whatever go. Buy I whatever TV you want. Yes. Just buy our little box. You don't even have to take a look. You don't even have to I look at it. I never understood the idea to make a TV.
1: Why make I, a TV? Well, they're already making them. They're called the monitors. I mean, the thing mm, is, is But it's there's so a lot of companies little. in this
0: business. And look, at Pioneer couldn't even make a living making TVs. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I, I guess the thing is, is, Apple's already making a living making making t- monitors that are so close are to the TV. I mean, the, the iMac is. Oh, I think the right. They? You think devices.
0: that's a big business for them? The IMAX? Not IMAX. When iMac is. Well, does well, iMac is a TV. Well, yet? that's what it's, I'm saying. it more it's horsepower
1: not, than it needs. You, you give it iOS and make it a little thinner, and you've already, you already have all the manufacturing. Yeah, but my
0: 27-inch iMac was three grand. I mean, I can get a beautiful 50-inch yeah. TV for half that. Well, and, but with iOS and without all the gear, you
1: you could get that down. It wouldn't be the same price, but and I, don't, I think it, it'd be a market segment. I don't think it's worth 50 billion dollars. I think that the Apple TV going to iOS might be worth, I mean, um, 30 to 50 billion market cap. I don't think that the TV <laughs> itself is. But I do think that Apple want to do it because they want to uh, have control of that ecosystem.
0: You, and, and Andy, you think no way they're doing a TV. I uh, I'm, always,
1: I'm always prepared to be surprised,
0: but
2: I, I nothing, if, uh, nothing I've seen Apple do in the past 20 years yeah. tells me that they'd be so dumb as to take this big of a risk. Uh, they, they've they've got the money machine well greased up, well geared. They know that they put the few drops of little things in this end of the machine, and money comes spilling out this other end. And <laughs> that comes, and that doesn't come from contaminating their product line with lots of esoteric products that you have to have the exact right person coming into the store in order to buy this. And given that there's so much competition and so many people who are just going to be, so many companies are going to be able to sell the three hundred dollar TV, the two hundred fifty dollar TV, the two hundred nineteen dollar TV. I just don't see them being competitive if they're selling something that's being sold as a TV set. Okay, but look at this
0: chart. I'm trying to think of where this is. You know, there are charts involved. Okay, I changed my <laughs> <one. laughs> This is actually an interesting chart, if we can parse it. It's Apple's ecosystem flow chart. And this comes from the, uh, the analyst's report. This is figure two. So you've got, in green, the stuff that Apple's doing now that's strong. In yellow, the stuff that Apple's doing that needs improvement. The hashed yellow is uh, coming soon. I don't see any of that and orange and and red. So you see PC, tablet, smartphone. Apple completely dominates. TV, no, not so much. Cloud storage is coming on, but uh, local storage right now. Content. And then looking at the content, music, movies, apps, and books, Apple owns. Mm. Email and chat, Apple owns. Social networking and office suite, no, not so strong.
2: I, okay, now where, where's the data coming from? Because I got to take issue with books and movies and TV. They could certainly be stronger. I mean, they're, they've they got a bookstore, but it's not terribly competitive with uh, the market leader. Here's what, uh, here's what have, Um says.
0: This is Maynard okay. Um. We believe Apple will have to build its own content ecosystem out, such that a set made by Apple could be differentiated enough from content perspective to potentially lead to cord cutting. However. Cord cutting is the, is the key phrase. This is where all the value comes from. We do not believe the market is ready for cord cutting, nor do we believe the content is robust or cheap enough. Or So it doesn't, they don't need to be dominant Apple, but they need to have it well, to the degree that people can be willing to say, I'm going to live in the Apple Apple world exclusively. There's a lot of people who are happy living in the Apple world. Well, that's what, that's what I, I, I think, think that's, that's what he I means by cord cutting is, can I cut off all my other sources of content, all my other uh, connections, and well, just have Apple? Well, the thing is, is that if I way. have...
1: Uh, you know, I, I and I know I'm not normal, um, but if I if I had the option to have a nice big TV that had the my FaceTime built into it and I had and it was syncing with my iCloud and I could check my email or things would pop up and it was all integrated to the rest of my life, uh, I, I'd find that pretty a pretty compelling argument. You know, I don't know if I would, uh, it, you know, I don't know if that, they're gonna make a big, big TV, but I think that could be a pretty compelling argument for businesses and for individuals.
0: Uh, iOS five is now in beta three. That's where we're hearing all this uh, new stuff about <laughs> iOS five. Um, if they're in beta three, I think we're pretty close to a release candidate. Andy, don't you? Uh, I wouldn't speculate.
2: Uh, they, I mean, they've remember that they have said September, uh, and for them to advance that ship date would be just unprecedented. I don't think I don't think they would. I don't think they have any need to move no. it up. So test all you want, Apple yeah also 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 from published reports, uh, I think that there's still some features that have been talked about but still haven't really appeared uh, inside this beta yet so new stuff um, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm not sure if any uh, if uh, uh, anybody's written about uh, i'm uh, their new messaging app appearing in the beta yet so that's that's a major major product with lots of infrastructure behind it and uh, that hasn't really turned up yet Yeah, so. that's
0: key isn't it yeah
2: so we're, we're still we're still Kind of in the middle of this, of this process. I don't okay, think we've point. seen Goldmaster anytime before. Another, another big release of this.
0: Goldmaster won't run until iMessenger is done. Well, I Johnny Cochran, Excellent. Okay. <laughs> New in the uh, iOS uh, 5 Beta 3, um, according to uh, Engadget, a bevy of toggles controlling location service in detail. Probably a response to privacy complaints, I think. Uh, and a new switch for voice roaming in settings. Voice roaming. Well, I, don't we already have a switch for roaming for voice? Maybe not. Well, there's data. Maybe it's there's data. data. Versus, so
1: you can say, I still want my data network, but I don't want to have my voice. Well, that's could, interesting. Or, or disconnected. Your-
0: I guess the presumption's been that you're always going to want to roam the voice. Otherwise, it's not a phone. Right. So most and phones don't let you, you turn off you voice using, roaming uh, unless you're using Skype, Skype or right. FaceTime. Right. Then roam away. Are we going to ever see FaceTime in 3G or 4G? I think so. When? Next? Uh, I think when they have
1: a new iPhone that's taking advantage of it. Uh, Or iPod uh, Touch. uh.
0: That was 3G. Do you think, guys, we haven't talked about the Facebook announcement because it happened after the show last week. Do you think that what Facebook did with Skype kind of jeopardizes FaceTime? It certainly is going to have 750 million potential users right off the bat. Mm-hmm.
2: Because if because uh, the Facebook uh, video uh, uh, video chat still isn't uh, a, mobile. a mobile tool. It's this mobile, yeah. Uh, this, uh, the, remember that FaceTime, you're, you got your phone in front of you, uh, you got the kid in front of you, congratulations, uh, grandma and grandpa are looking at him. Uh, no, I think that's also, what
0: FaceTime's
1: good for. And I, I, have kids. But I think that's what
0: Facebook's good for, too, by the way. I think that that's exactly the, the, the use scenario for, for Facebook. I, mean, I think
1: mathematically, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to do what they're doing. I think they had to compete also
0: with Google+. I think that they have to you know go down yeah. that path. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I see Google. I think people often, in um, my mind, get the wrong target. It's Google Plus to me doesn't threaten Facebook as much as it threatens Twitter, and Facebook Skype doesn't doesn't go after Google Hangouts. They're two different products. It goes straight after the FaceTime market because it's for the normal user who just wants to see the grandkids. That's what Apple's you know use scenario is in all their ads, and that boy. I mean frankly grandma and grandpa aren't going to be doing it on their iPhone they're going to be doing it when they're sitting down in front of the computer or well, the their TV, TV which is gets back
1: in what Well I'm maybe then maybe before. that maybe
0: that's where FaceTime will will shine. Well I
1: know I think that's the no I think the thing for a TV, an Apple TV that that has uh, a, a, like an Apple TV or a, an Apple TV you
0: know there is a USB slot in that Apple TV you could connect a USB camera I think to increasingly it. people have laptops with cameras on it and that I Facebook think, just really makes it simple to say everybody who's in my Facebook Group, my friends, oh. I can speak to them right now but in I, video. But I, but I think with the average consumer, I still think that an Apple TV in, with, a, with, an, with a web We've camera. Seen a lot of TVs now. Th- that was a big thing at CES Skype on the TV with a built in camera or an uh, add on camera. It's and too I complicated. Don't, well, it is too complicated. But it won't
1: be. I mean, it's the,
0: How's it less than the same thing? is pl- You plug in a USB camera and it's built to the TV. How's that different from an Apple TV?
1: Because the, the interaction of getting to it is simpler. Ah. And, that, and I think that that is what Apple does really well, and that's what nobody else does well. I don't know. I, I have all kinds of stuff on my TV. I don't understand how to work it. You know, I, I don't understand what to do. I kind of go through it, and then I go, ah I don't want to deal with this. I think, you the, know, it's ubiquity, too I
0: think the ubiquity of Facebook... Uh, And I think the ubiquity of this video of Skype in Facebook is a game changer, to be honest. I think It might benefit FaceTime because it's going to get people used to video calling. I think one of the reasons FaceTime hasn't taken off is because people just haven't really gotten used to the idea of making a video call as opposed to an audio call. Well, but I think also the problem with FaceTime uh, FaceTime is is that it's not uh, ubiquitous. Does FaceTime airplay? Um, So can I make a FaceTime call and then put it up on the big screen? I haven't tried that. That would be a good way to do it because then the camera and the mic are near you. But you could look at the uh, big picture of your. The problem is you don't get that
1: face-to-face. Like the the distance, if you have a camera camera right over a monitor,
0: and you're far enough away that
1: the well, I think that's the problem. It's
0: like here's the sofa. Hi, I'm back here. I mean, I think it's too much of a lean-back experience
1: for video calls.
0: That's that's I think my
1: problem with it i think that when you're looking at the primary of watching your kids or your grandkids or whatever over it i don't think that they they're not really looking at talking to one they just want to see yeah they just want to see a full screen of your of your grandkids running around and i think that that's the you know i think there's a real opportunity there i think the the problem and i don't know whether I, i feel like skype has been almost permanently uh borked I mean, you know, it's just like the new version is so bad. Oh, but, you know, uh,
0: that's the beauty of Facebook. You don't see any of that. You don't see any of the interface stuff. It just works. Right. Have you used it? No, I haven't. If it doesn't crash on you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Remember,
2: the the first thing thing you got to do is download a Java applet. Uh, and you know how stable Java is on just about any platform <laughs> you're going to be using it on. Plus, it's running inside a browser, and you know how happy browsers are to always remain r- up and running 24 seven. Have you had a
0: lot of? Have you? Uh, we the first thing I did is call Andy. By the way, we, we, yeah. we, And
2: and and so yeah. So that thing that was that was my thank you for helping me write like the first paragraph or two <laughs> of the column because I'm I'm watching the live stream on Facebook and just not not like 20 seconds after yeah, after Zuckerberg has talked about it. And now it's so simple. Even if you're not configured it will just you'll just click this one button and then as off as this thing I'm, i did you, is call. leo leo laporte wants to start a cut you said great i'll learn about this right now i click on the camera button and then the entire the, the entire browser just goes no please don't do that mean ah, thing to I, I, had to, I had to do a force quit and, and, and redo it and, and by the way uh, andy so.
0: is no longer my facebook friend i noticed <laughs> So, I
2: don't know, I don't know friend.
0: You've been some oh, you're not on chat, me. probably. That's all. Just, so, I'm, I'm, so, these I'm are people who are online on chat that I could yeah, call right open. now. And if I click oh, yeah. a button, uh, Tom's not available, but if I click a button, I can send him a message by clicking yeah. this video camera. No.
2: And, and I think I think this is really this really shows you what the whole point was. I don't think that they that Facebook particularly cares about uh, competing with FaceTime or killing FaceTime. I don't think they're particularly concerned about Google Plus. I think that they know that they have a contained ecosystem that right. their users are very very happy to get all of their social services through Facebook directly. And the fact that they have not been able to pr- deliver uh, video chat features to them that was just like a, a, a gaping hole on the on the chart they needed to fill in. Uh, it was, it's and there's also no uh, no accident that, in addition to adding the Skype chat feature, they've also made chat more prominent and easier to find. Uh, it's not just it's, there's there's no there's no need to hunt for it. There is now a big bar to the right hand side of your window that will instantly show you. Hey, well. I've why? Why just simply uh, uh, post something on their wall? You can just simply talk to them right now. You want to talk to them right now? Yeah. We'll help you talk to them right now. Yeah,
0: and I didn't argue. I wasn't arguing that, they, uh, that that Facebook wanted to kill FaceTime. I don't think no. they're even. A, it's not on their radar. I think what they wanted to do was make Skype so easy to use. Video. I mean, it's just such a natural it's, app. It's, it's definitely the
2: easiest Skype. Uh, no, uh, if, 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 if ever there was just a really mutually helpful partnership, it's FaceTime plus Skype plus, plus Microsoft. Let's not leave them. Let them yeah, out that's right.
1: You know, I I do think one of the challenges they're going to get into with, you know, doing it inside of a web browser is exactly what happened to Andy, which is that, you know, doing this really media rich stuff inside of a browser is kind of like putting a uh, 440 engine into a Dodge Colt, (laughs) you know, and, you know, the the frame isn't really built for it, you know, and I don't think that it's, you know, I think that as people keep on pressing this, I think we're going to continue to see more and more stability issues. The reason I don't like doing a lot of heavy media in browsers is because it's less like with Java, it's less stable, you
0: know. Makes me I, I, I have any problems, but uh, um, you're right. If it crashes a lot, that's going to discourage people. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any issues with it. Uh, we're going to take a break, uh, come back with more. Uh, Alex Lindsay is here. He is, of course, the man at PixelCore, PixelCore.com, if you'd like to know more about his guild of multimedia artists who are learning and working together. I met uh, your friend from Kenya the other day. What was his name? Mina. Mina. One of the first PixelCore members in yes. 2000 or so. yes and uh he's 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 just moved here with his wife and yep. he's working in graphic design i mean, just so cool yeah
1: and and uh, we're gonna have a couple uh, other african guests uh, coming in for our training uh, in the fall so we're,
0: we're very excited he was really he was great because he Fine he was a little great. shy because he said i
2: i watch you all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was sitting at my new 27 inch imac in the new studio it was really nice to meet him yeah he's, he's really fantastic. nice guy
1: yeah, he worked for the pixel Core for for quite some time as well and then went back to kenya and now is uh, is is back in the U.S. Check we're, it we're out. Excited. We're really excited to have him back.
0: Pixelcore.com and all those money losing podcasts at Pixelcore.tv we, that we love to do. So you know, <laughs> he there, does it for the
1: love of it? We do. And and, uh, and the best thing to do is to follow us on Pixelcore or Alex Lindsay because you uh, uh, we announce everything there. The irreverent announcements are done by me. Well, there's lots of stupid stuff that I put on my, my feed, so I'm just warning you ahead of time. Don't complain. Uh, and then the just the pure the next podcasts, the next live feeds. We're doing live feeds every Thursday at six. So um, you can go to com slash live. You'll always find it there. But we'll, we'll run the announcements on the, uh, on the Twitters.
0: And Alex is in our space, you know. I mean, we, we, we share
1: this uh, new space. It now. is such a great space. The two spaces together, I think, are very... Because yours interesting. is interesting. Different yours
0: angles on the same idea, right? And yours is this
1: gorgeous... I mean, I just love your
0: studio. I feel they're like we, up, they're it's just, a work of art. I was it, so pleased by the work that Roger Ambrose did. It to is just fantastic. design
1: this. And then ours is really industrial. You know, well, and, yours and is to get jobs done. Yeah. And, you know, it's well, green it's,
0: screen and you have, uh, yeah. you know, black curtains. And uh, motion capture. And, and, and it costs you one one hundredth of what it cost me.
1: <laughs> well, and ours is kind of an
0: open slate, too. So that's right. You know, we have to this do lots of different things. Yeah. But I wanted some physicality so no. people would, you know, it's the clubhouse. Well, but I we love get the best of both worlds that way. I love that there's both of those in the We same will studio. be opening the studio on July 24th, our first show. No pressure. Uh, huge pressure. We're not. We're so far off. We're having a meeting today. I might even broadcast it if I if we're not doing anything else. We're having a meeting today of all the studio uh, heads. Oh, somebody's waving. Who's that waving? Is that your Chris? Look over there. He, he just. He's a mystery man waving at us. I <laughs> that's, think that's, that's Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he came over and waved. <laughs> that's the spy cam. Uh, you can go to bit.ly slash. Yeah, you got a lot of work to do in the next. Uh, we can. <sighs> well, we got to get our video set up. That's going to be replacing Skype for our video calls. We've got to get the video monitors, which are, you know, big monitors on stands that we'll put around the table. So to look like Andy, it'll be look like you're actually sitting with us in <laughs> it won't be next week. It'll be if all goes well, It'll be the week after next, Andy. And instead of, you know, being in this in the Skype a behind me, you'll have a seat at the table. Literally. All right. That's great. the t- That's the table over here on the left. Um, As you can see cameras haven't been put in 30 cameras all the video drops are there the cameras are there But we have to make manufacture and even the stands and the and the holders are there But we have to manufacture a little box to hold the power supply and the black magic converter box Each camera gets one of those Uh, So the video has to go in that oh and sound isn't done But the light all the lighting's up Brent buys finished that The
1: lighting looks awesome
0: and yeah, you don't see it now because it got just got work lights on, but it is gorgeous in there.
1: We did it. We did the live feed last week was with Brent talking did, about. Oh yeah, about is lighting. that recorded? Anywhere? It's going to be on on YouTube. We had a little recording problem. I we heard f- you we yelling. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one thing Leo have to get to. I'm a little high strung. I'm a little high strung in the office. No,
0: but it's it was good because it was kind of like a sound test. So he's over in his area, way over there, and I'm sitting in our studio, and I can hear you loud and clear. So I'm thinking maybe we're gonna have to put a little something there for those times when Alex or I, because i am occasionally raised my voice Mm-mm. yes it happens yes well a thing like you do that and it doesn't get recorded that's kind of bad right.
1: well, we did record it it just it wasn't recorded on the key pros it was recorded on a backup
0: System. I, that's what so, we got the backups for.
1: It is, it, but anyway, I wasn't. I was. It was such. It, it was an amazing two hours with Brent talking about color theory. I and, do want to see yeah, that. It's. It's he awesome. He did it. will be up on YouTube brilliant. this week.
0: And he's done a fantastic oh job gosh, yeah. in this studio. I'm just it's the only way to go. Oh, it's amazing. Everybody has. I mean, we. We. Yeah. It's funny because this is not. I. If I had six months ago when we started this project. It really realized what we were talking about i would not have done it i but everybody has stepped up to do an amazing job john slanina burke mcquinn colin weir our studio team amazing
1: it it, it is both studios are coming out much better than uh, we thought than, I, than we thought they're much more expensive <laughs> they've, they've both been, you know, but both they're really are, amazing yeah, they're amazing studios I, I think it's i think it's unique north of I mean, I don't even... I don't know. I, I can't think
0: of another place that I've seen like it. You know, it, it's really... Tom it's Merritt, exciting. I will... Somebody in the chat room suggested I show this and I should show this. Tom Merritt made... We're doing now on Twitter a little video. Um, let me see if I can launch this here somehow. A uh, little video, um, kind of what's coming up in the in the week ahead. And Tom Merritt makes this every time for us. And uh, he, this time, did it from the, the new studio. So... I think we have, this is probably the first high-quality video we've shown out of the new TNT set. It's not exactly done, hey, thanks Leo. Here's a look but there's a little bit of a look at what it's going to look like. First of all, very high-def, very clear. Um, this isn't quite the lighting for TNT set, but it's roughly what TNT set will look like. Um, that There's that big X behind him, the brick wall, but there's another bookshelf. The three bookshelves will go, and there's a ladder across it. This is his desk. I love uh, the look. I think it's just going to look beautiful. Very wabi sabi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at, yeah. We'll yeah. Look at that. That's people. just. I think it's just gorgeous. Anyway, that's just a little preview. Uh, we are over budget. <laughs> <laughs> so are we. <laughs> we're all over budget. Um, yeah, we're all over over budget. We're gonna have we're gonna have a meeting. I hope we can do this studio meeting. Uh, on the air this afternoon uh, with all the studio department heads saying, you know, wh- how far they are off because we've got to get this done. We got less than, what do we have? We have 12 days. <laughs> no pressure. Yang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken Marylees, our contractor, Russell Tammany, our IT guy, um, Brent By, of course, for lighting, Roger Ambrose, the designer. Uh, these guys have all done an amazing job on this. That's um, awesome. And uh, there's a few things left. We still have to do the Axia audio. You know, one of the things we did in here, we took the uh, digital audio out of this room. We did a little brain surgery a couple of weeks ago. That's why the audio has gone downhill just a, a tad uh, during our shows because we went back to the old-school analog way. <laughs> and, and, and you forgot how old-school <laughs> I was. forgot how bad it is. In fact, it, it caused me to spend another few thousand dollars to do digital audio uh, in my office as well as throughout the building. We were going to have Axia everywhere. But we had to buy an extra another mixer and more boxes and stuff. That's the kind of thing that happens is it gets a little more expensive. But... Uh, that was a good learning process, you know. Right. We know we've got to do the best possible audio. So, uh, if you would like to support it, we are uh, inviting everybody to be a part of a permanent part of the Twit Brick House by buying a brick. If you go to bricks.twit.tv, you can see, um, you know, the different bricks are available. We've got the four by eight brick size bricked with two lines of fifteen characters each. You can get an eight by eight with four lines. You can even get an eight by eight with a custom logo. And uh, the money goes to, we're not a nonprofit. understand, I'm not going to give you a tax break on this, but the money really does go to help pay for all of this. And as these additional costs come in, Lisa keeps saying, don't worry, we've got the brick fund. Don't worry, we've got... I don't know how much longer that's going to work. Don't worry, It's constantly (laughs) building. But we really... The money is going to a very good cause to making Twit better. And I want to say one thing. We're not... I think sometimes you see this and you say, oh, they're trying to get to a bigger audience or change the spirit of what we're doing. And it's not... It's exactly not what we're doing. I really uh, know very clearly that what makes Twit work is very... It's super serving you, the people who listen to MacBreak Weekly, This Week in Google, This Week in Tech, uh, Windows Weekly, really giving you exactly what you need. This new studio will let us do a better job serving you, not reach a broader audience. That is not our goal. So the money you put into this really helps us do a better job for you long term. And we're talking for the next decade and more. So that's why it's really appreciated. Yeah, you don't build something like this for the next couple of years. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> We're never doing this again. And next next studio will be the next guy. Because <laughs> this is my studio forever now. Right. Uh, famous last words, right? But no, uh, this is it. And the brick wall is going to be fantastic. Right as you walk in, it's right on your left. You don't, you know, you'll be in the. It's the, in the entrance lobby. So everybody's names or logos will be visible to everybody who comes in. And it's just, it's very inspiring to see yeah. these incredible messages everybody's uh, um, sending to us. So we really thank you for that. Everybody who's bought a brick, and if you haven't, still a few days left, but don't delay too much because at some point we got to put these things up. Uh, I think the first shipment of Bricks uh, is being uh, laser etched right now. That's how they cut them. They do a little laser etching. And I think will come to us first week of August. We want to get them all in by the time we have our party. Our grand opening is August 21st. So we're hoping. We're hoping. TV. is so close. Oh, my God. (laughs) Andy, I hope you come out and be part <laughs> be part of the uh, the opening. No, no,
2: I I'm I I I I'm sending so so positive positive you. vibes your way. This is the I know how much stress <laughs> how much stress oh. that you're under right now. It'll be fine. It'll be great. We all support you. We're all going to help you. <laughs> if <laughs> <laughs> it's all gonna be great and, and you know what if if when i visit i find out that the coke machines like in the break room are 250 per can just to offset the you know
0: the cost i
2: will do that too
0: that's no coke fine. machines free coke for you free cane sugar coke always uh, in stock so. in case andy shows up no that's the truth it, we've got it here for a few days we have it right here right now just in case we go, we go over here to Petaluma Market, they have Mexican Coca-Cola, which is cane sugar, and that's, and we buy only that because in case, for some reason, Andy just shows up, we want to have his, his, his dessert of choice.
2: Have, have, have a bottle like, set in front of me, like in front of the virtual monitor. <laughs> I will, you know what? <laughs> I will, it'll be like Elijah. Who's I says, it's like a Seder. Like we we, <laughs> keep this, we we keep this screen blank for Elijah.
0: <laughs> Elijah, not
2: go. And, hey. since, and, and then wait for
0: five seconds. Okay, he's a no show again. So instead, <laughs> Andy Andy's head. Now I can't wait. I don't know how that's going to look. We've done some tests, and it really is cool because so we're at a round table, and we had to figure out a way to put Skype in and instead of this kind of way of doing. It, we have uh, we haven't built it yet, but we will have in the next twelve days built. A stand with a big monitor. We decided 4x3 and not 16.9. To put big heads? Yeah, basically it's a I big head. Need, I
1: think you need mannequins. Well, I know we have, can, have to like, size like, like, it, and
0: we may, we may need some help from Andy. I think you're actually just about right. we have to size it so your head size is roughly the same size <laughs> yeah,
2: as, as mine. I, I got the biggest old head. That's, that's, I think gonna, it'll that's work. Gonna be, I'm, I'm going to be like that standard meter made out of, like, uranium that they, that they keep in London at, the, at Greenwich Observatory. So I will be the standard, like, headness. Exactly. The standard, the standard volume based that, will, that will establish the establish. This is the head volume.
0: Effect. We'll, in fact, have a still picture of you in the, in the freeze frame <laughs> so that people can say, is your head as big as Andy's? Then you're right. <laughs> your head must be <laughs> at least this overflow. <laughs> I think we also, um, somebody was saying it will be like Sheldon uh, in Big Bang Theory, and that's exactly right. We, we want it to be able to roll around. Right, Loudly so it's
2: not the first time I've been compared to Sheldon from The Big Tech
0: Theory. <laughs> Usually not in a positive way. It won't. It won't be autonomous. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be able to. But but we could take you with us if we decide to go somewhere. I still think
1: say, I, come I, along, Andy, and we'll roll you out with us. I think proper mannequins, though, matching each person. Is you? I'm sitting there like this with it, with a little. Well,
0: I said head. I'm not going to build a new set, but there is one thing I plan to do in my lifetime. And I've already talked to the people who can do this. Do you remember that I was a 3D character on MSNBC? Protozoa made a Silicon Graphics Onyx machine with a Protozoa software, and it generated this character, DevNull, that was in real time, volumetric, a character. I've talked to the guy who did this work. He says, you can do it now on a PC. I can do it. In I want to have, eventually, instead of monitors, that's just an interim. I want Andy to be a 3D holographic 3D sitting next to us. (laughs) Okay, well, I I fully support this because this means that
2: finally I can, as a tax deduction, buy a complete set of Jedi robes because you (laughs) think I'm not going to do the Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you could do it. You're right because you've got the 3D mocap. So we'd have to have him come out here and mocap him, right? (laughs) <laughs> well, but the thing is, is, that was you were running live to that. This was live in real time.
1: And what we need to do to to because compo- you're not talking about you. you well, you basically, what happened? Or do you wanna... The
0: way the way it would be is we'd get we'd want to mocap Andy and create a character, but then lip sync right. the character to Andy's speech. It could be done. We'll and and perhaps have a puppeteer, or even have Andy be able to if, do it. If Andy was in front of green
1: screen, we could composite him on the table. Exactly
0: live. Oh, so he could do it at home. He could just he could be sitting it.
1: there, and it would look like you. But every
0: Tuesday, the, Andy would the have the to put dots to on his head, right? No, no, I'm I'm talking about you. Can have Andy. I'm not
2: not very much on hygiene.
0: (laughs) You can just leave them there. Don't wash them off. When you go to the store, people say, "You know, you have black dots in your face," and you go, "I know. It's just for the mocap." And and if you keep doing this with like all your regular guests, you
2: could have like uh, your own version of Electronic Arts NBA Jam, only with like twit hose instead of. (laughs) Wait.
0: We we use the Kinect. Yeah. Hack the Kinect. So all you would have to do Andy is put a connect instead of a camera in front of you. It wouldn't it wouldn't do the you'd have to do
1: a lip sync from the phonemes for the mouth, yeah. but outside of that like basic motion and everything else could all be done with it. Okay,
0: camera. that's phase 2. So if you buy a brick, <laughs> maybe this <laughs> is part of what you're underwriting. All this the- could be yours. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get back into that whole thing like
1: we're we're not really uh, pushed by money we're pushed by that would be absolutely no revenue potential
0: whatsoever. I think it's I think what, I think this. what
2: everybody's witnessing right here is a live demonstration of the technological Peter Principle that your your goals will always expand so yes, that they're yes. always just beyond your technological reach until it looks right like now, crap. right now we right now we've got a system <laughs> so that we could get high def high def camera copper Ethernet <laughs> conferencing for like multiple guests and that's actually working which means we got to start. Screen- Ruin
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> and by then there'll be bricks engulfing the entire building. <laughs> yes, I got, I got to start holographic got Right grits. now, so like bricks.
2: the rest of the grid of like multiple multiple tracking cameras. <laughs> I, got, I have to be fitted for one of those suits. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can start, do. Start it. buying I ping do, pong balls. I've like, been
0: very excited by the idea, and I think Connect might actually be the the missing we link. we have on to that. build a virtual Leo and a virtual Andy. Like we, a, well, we basically gotta, every yeah. host we'd create a, uh, like a They'd version. have to come out, do the gr- mocap in your studio. Right. And what we need to do is create software that allows us to animate that using Kinect. I think Kinect is I sufficient. See, I, I,
2: I really am thinking right do now: do, do I know anybody at Lucas Arts who could <laughs> who could like do a Clone Wars version of me? Because if I'm going to be virtual, I want a Clone Wars Jedi version of me. Well, absolutely. I mean, one it's, of the advantages is costuming think, is you know you think, is like, easy. Look, look, think, think of, like think think of like young Obi Wan's beard. Think this is going to look great, like
0: rendered like that. <laughs> <laughs> furthermore, furthermore. Uh, if, if anybody says anything I don't like, I hit the button and they blow up. Nice. <laughs> res- or I could have an ejector <laughs> seat. <laughs> John C. Dvorak, you're full of it. Out of here. Boom. Foo.
2: But I warn you, Leo. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can <laughs> possibly imagine.
0: We're going to take a break. Come back with our picks of the week. Andy Yanako is also here from the Chicago Sun-Times. A foil for all of my evil <laughs> plans. The man with the mutton chops. It's, we, I just love the people who do this show. It's so much fun. They're, so, they're visionaries. Hey, let me tell you, if you're a freelancer, there's a very, very bad thing that happens at the end of every month. It's called invoice time. And as a longtime freelancer, it was always the worst day of the month. I frankly get to the point where I just wouldn't do invoices. And, of course, you don't do an invoice, you don't get paid. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Then I found FreshBooks. found it in 2004. Uh, one of two million people who have since used FreshBooks to do their invoicing. I uploaded my logo. I was able to make very professional-looking invoices. By the way, not just email invoices. They'll also, for an additional fee, print, stamp, and mail your invoice. So some of the older clientele, I I'd, I'd do that too, just to make sure. But the beauty of doing the paper, the uh, paperless invoice, the email invoices. There's a button on it that says "Pay Leo Now," and they can use a credit card, PayPal, authorized on 11 payment gateways in total. To absolutely sp- streamline this transaction, you could even do it in such a way that the invoices are automatic if it's the same amount every month, and the payment is automatic. A lot of clients, it's not the problem is not paying you. They have the same resistance to doing, you know, p- bills as you have to doing invoices. It's just something they don't look forward well, to. And you got to make it easy. Make that's, it I mean, easy for them the, to pay, the, and, the and the they operations. will pay you faster. That's it. Means it's absolutely true. Uh, if they don't pay, hassle-free invoice follow-up. You know exactly which clients owe you, how much, and you can automatically set it up. They call it the butler to send late payment reminder email, emails. Automatically, the invoices look really good, really professional. You can even do time and hours, uh, time and expenses in there if you, uh, if you build that way. They have an iPhone app, iPad app. Uh, they also would have a web app that works anywhere, and uh, all the hours are automatically just sent right into the invoice. Really saves time. I just love it. I want you to try it right now. Go to FreshBooks.com. It's free for the first three. So your first three clients forever are free. If you have more than that, it's very affordable, up to 25 clients for just 20 bucks a month. Give it a try. FreshBooks.com. Sign up for that free account. And every week, FreshBooks is giving away a birthday cake to one of our audience members. It doesn't have to be your birthday to win the cake. Make sure you tell them you heard it on Mac Break Weekly. Freshbooks.com. They're just the greatest. Let's get our picks of the week, starting with Mr. Andy uh... I have uh, one main
2: pick and one incidental pick that I just realized. Uh, One of the biggest hassles, whether you are traveling just down the street to work in the coffee shop uh, or you're traveling uh, all the way across the country and the world for the next three weeks, is all the little bibs and bobs you have to take with you in order to keep your devices running. Uh, and you, you got power bricks; you, those are big and bulky. And you got little styluses; and those are tiny. You got like memory cards, and there's just no way to really keep keep them in your bag and keep them organized so that uh, you, it, when you need to get like the little tiny little, little tiny little USB adapter uh, for your uh, for your memory cards for your iPad, you can find that thing without having to take out a bag and dump it out like a, like like grandma's purse over there and spread things out. Uh, I came across this awesome system. It's, it's called GridIt. Uh, By uh, uh, GridIt by uh, uh, There's a company called CocoonInnovations.com. They make the system called GridIt, and so basically, it's the cleverest thing in the world because all it is is like a pad of like nice, nice back and seam nylon, and on top of it is a grid of straps. It's just like a lattice where, with gaps uh, here, here, there, and everywhere. Ooh. And so you are simply free to, uh, to simply like, stick things inside these loops wherever you want them to go. Uh, and it works so exceptionally well. This is, uh, they come in various sizes. This one is the perfect size to slip into either of like the little gadget pockets of my laptop bag. It also fits perfectly inside my iPad bag. And now, whenever I want to grab my headphones, whenever I want to uh, import a, a video or something into, uh, uh, into my iPad, I don't have to fumble for it. I just pull out this one thing and it's right there. Um, it's so good that uh, after I bought the first one, I wound up buying two more. Uh, they make the. I, I also the, the the second most important one in my life is this one.
0: There you go, Giant Andy. Giant Giant Andy. That's what the we second. need. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> exactly. This is this is your future record. <laughs> I am the
2: moth. I am the flame, and you are the moth. You are powerless before me. Buy my books, I say. But. Uh, uh, on top of everything else, it's so, so. It's great for these short haul trips, but also uh, uh, when I have the uh, the one that's uh, like eight and a half by eleven, it's like a big, it's almost like a big full size pallet,
0: and that that's one. That's the big, grid, right?
2: They're they're all they're all called the grid. Oh, okay. They're just available. They're just available in different sizes. Got this it. is the one that's good for my little day. Mini trips. grid, yeah. And they, right. The the ones that are bigger are big enough that they can really hold. This has got my chart, the charger for my camera, for my uh, for my phone. Uh, it's got every cable that I need. It's got every little tripod accessory I need. Every little cam- like my little uh, camera flash, uh, and the last thing I do when I pack my bag because I usually uh, travel carry on is just put this flat thing nicely organized right on top of my bag, which has a two pronged effect. Uh, Because usually when I travel, especially if I'm gone for more than a few days, I'll unpack the hotel and say, okay, so here's an iPhone sync cable, and here is another iPhone sync cable, and here is a third iPhone sync cable, because I have this little mesh bag that would just throw things in, and as I'm packing, I'm thinking, oh, did I... Oh God, I hope I didn't... Well, okay, let's just put another one in there. I'm sure that there's one in there already, but just in case. With this, with this system, you can at, before you close your bag, you can see exactly what you have and you don't bring duplicates. But it also means that when the TSA puts that through your scanner, yeah. everything is flat and it's yep. right on the top there. So everything will will uh, image and shadow just perfectly and they'll be able to see it. Uh, so they're available in different sizes. This one is something like 12 bucks. The larger ones are, are 15 to $18. Uh, ju- just buy, this, buy the small one experimentally. And boy, just like me, you'll be placing another order pretty soon uh, because it just works so exceptionally well. Uh, and the second thing is because I, uh, they happen to be in here. This is something that I, I also recently bought. Uh, Griffin Technology, one of my favorite tech companies, because they are not afraid to do things that are just barking mad uh, because <laughs> yeah. it, seems, it seems like a good idea. And they'll put it out there, and maybe it'll be a success, maybe it'll be a, a failure. But at some point, someone had a conversation in a conference room that said, okay, I just got to totally see what that would look like if we actually built it. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a three-pack of USB cables that they sell. Uh, that work obviously really well for travel. Uh, for like 20, 25 bucks, you get a USB to iPod connector, you get a USB to mini micro USB connector, and a USB to mini USB connector. So with these little two three little things like inside your your pack here you now have the ability to charge and sync and copy and mount just about anything you could possibly encounter and you'll never be in a spot where yep this would not be a problem if i had thought to bring a micro usb cable but i did bring just the mini usb cable so i'm pretty much screwed oh well <laughs> lesson learned uh... but with this uh, the, the it not only is it no longer than it needs to be just to get the job done the fact that it is so specific to just being out of the house uh... you sort of short-circuit the problem that I normally have in keeping one of these in my bag, Uh, you know how it works, where at some point, you're you're, you're home, you need to charge something up, you can't immediately find the micro USB cable you normally use, you know that the only one that you you know for a fact there's one inside your laptop bag, Uh, you're not really going to rob your laptop bag to get the little three-inch one here, Uh, so these ones tend to stay exactly in your travel kit. Ah uh, so these are two things that are they they instantly became like my uh, so my favoriteest of favoriteest things uh just to keep uh technology organized and and let's let's also praise uh the the gridded again i I love these things are. These things were, you know this technology is not brand new. The idea of having elasticated bits of rubber that could be sewn onto something. We've had that technology since the Apollo program, but it only took recently recent <laughs> days for someone to think, hey, you know what, if you sort of arrange these in sort of a grid pattern, uh, then you could actually dig this into a really handy sort of cable organization tool. We should build one of those
1: i just bought one of each <laughs> yeah literally while you were talking yeah. no while, while you were talking i bought <laughs> one of each i was like i don't know what size i need so i'm just going to get them all and then we'll figure yep, it out yep. and i know that i think that what these are going to actually end up as standardized we have this problem with wrangling cables yeah, in, our, big in our supply yeah. kits you know where yeah. they're just there's a whole bunch of stuff that's really carefully organized and then they're just a pile of cables and or in a, they're in a bag usually like an eagle creek bag but it's not
0: I need everything to have its place, and that's so perfect. Your picks of the week, Mister Alex Lindsay. I have a couple. I, well, you guys are overdoing it. All right, I'm just going to back off, and I won't do one, and let right. you guys each do. So,
1: too. I was talking earlier about uh, sound
0: effects. Yes. Are so, you going to make sa- make noises?
1: I'm not going to make the noise. It's going to make the noise. Hopefully, it'll make
0: the noise. Oh, um, I heard a bloop. Wait a minute, that was Andy.
1: So, uh, <laughs> gotcha. So this is. <laughs>
0: That's a that's a Halo you're playing right there.
1: This is... Uh, no, this is not Halo. It's not? This is... Let's see here.
0: This no, is, no, it's Marathon. Yes. Yeah. Actually, it was my iPad uh, pick of the week uh, on... Uh, oh, well, there you go. I love it. So I love it. So, the, can you turn it up?
1: It's free. I, I was trying to figure it's out why. It's not making so any it.
0: noise. Do you have the mute button on? I, I don't know. Because it's really it. fun. I love Marathon. It is a pick. I don't know it's why. It's a great I, uh, pick. Anyway, so it's... um. I don't know if, how we can show this to the camera, but... Uh, here, hand it, hand it over to me. I can, sh- I can show it to the camera. It is. if You remember playing Marathon?
1: Yeah. Classic game. And we even did a group like Mac Break Marathon where we brought down the entire like online oh, network. So to much play. fun. So one of the things that... that um, HD mode
0: is a replacement. Oh. So now you're able to so you're, start
1: upgrading. They're starting to sell stuff. They're starting to sell so you can upgrade the quality. It's
0: free. Look at this. Did I
1: say it's it's free and it's all it's the it's the classic and to be honest with you I don't need the graphics to be any higher resolution. Do you like, <laughs> you like
0: the you know? Oh 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 how do I
1: shoot? The, the, uh, the, the red button there, red button. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: who you do need the better graphics on is the uh, a, the enemies.
1: Yeah, but I yeah yeah, the they're the old alpha blop. channels they're are really
0: bloppy. The old alpha channels are a little rough, but when I they mean. blow up they're suitable.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> the but it's fun and now what now what of course everybody is asking is when are we going to get network play because Marathon. That was I what still marathon think was, was all about. Yeah, I mean, this is all fine, and it's good to get. Tra- it's good to, 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 for you to get good at the weapons and everything else. And it, and I, I think there's an obligatory like we have to make a, some kind of story with the game. But really, all you want to do is. That is weapon.
0: this the original Marathon? This I is mean, the original this the game, Marathon. Right? This is
1: Marathon One. And it's really it's now this was open source by Bungie a long time ago, so there was it was being made available. And it really and is Halo. Updated. I mean, if you yeah. if you this yeah. was the original Halo. Yeah. I mean, this was this was the. Um, I hate it when the
0: colloquy gets yeah, in the way.
1: It's very hard not to have colloquy interrupt you all the time. So yeah. So the, anyway. So the uh, it is. So the the thing is, I I know that they have to be working on networking because I think they kn- they have to know that that's what everybody wants. Right. And this is going to be. I think this is going to be a massive game when. Uh, How do I get under here? Can I squat? Uh, you have to. You know. You have to hit a button. There's a button there somewhere that you have to hit. No. Uh, you have to. I think you. How sorry. do I hit buttons? Uh, I think you've. to. I can remember. Hit. I just got it. No, the, those are all just paint. They're not buttons. Anyway, so so am <laughs> <the laughs> I making that, everybody at home sick? Yeah, by exactly. <laughs> so the Head um, bob. So anyway, so definitely check it out. It's free. Here's my other one. It's iPad. It's on the iPad. Yep, and it's awesome. What's your other one? So we were talking about uh, iPhone cases. This is the best iPhone case I've ever I've ever used, and it's actually part it? of a kit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay, I got a story about that.
0: But go ahead and finish.
1: Okay, so this is the. Uh, this it is, is the gimbal. an amazing case. Yeah, the this gimbal. is the gimbal. Okay, yeah. so so here's what it is designed for. It's designed for. Okay, you got a tripod, and you take this tripod. Let me see. There we go. You take this tripod like this, and you can, and then it pops out. And it's the best tripod that has been made. I mean, the the the. the this is from
0: Ubic. U. Y. O. U. B. I. Q. And check com. this
1: out. So you pop this in, and now, what you have is you can either have it like this or like this, and it. Suspends your camera over top of the nodal point or close to it, not
0: exactly. So it's good for panos. So if you want
1: to do panos, and it, to be honest with you, it actually works. Their software is a little wonky, but the with Photosynth, it's
0: amazing. Which is our favorite. Um, thing.
1: Anyway, yeah. so but as just a tripod, it's awesome. Now this is the pro version, and here's what the pro version: number one, it's black, which is better.
0: Much pro, black Much is more <laughs> Pro.
1: Um, and uh, number two is that it. So and remember, this this all folds up. So you you can um, you and can bring hand it to <laughs> me again,
0: hand it to me. Wait, a minute, actually, you know what I'll do? I'll put you in camera there, right? And, and then you'll show it. it. Oh, camera look at that! Five. We're getting high tech. Da- no, no, that won't. <laughs> getting rid of Andy. Camera five.
1: Andy is Andy. He's is bitter. He's, giving me a he's like, don't
0: take no, me no, away. No, <laughs> So anyway, I'm trying,
2: so, to, I'm trying to guess your card right now.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so then, and then here's That's the handle. Now, this is one that you can just put on a tripod. So this is what the pro one does is it includes this extra little bit that now both of these have quarter 20, uh, mounts in them. So you can actually screw this to the top of a tripod. So if you want to add it to a tripod now, what's great is if you want a tripod quickly, a lot of times there's like trying to attach stuff to your iPhone when you want to put it on a tripod. Well, now you have a case. That is, you have a case that is um, built for it. So you leave it in the case, and anytime you want to pop and it on it has a tripod, this notch. it's like slam-bam, and, 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 and it just slides right into the notch. The crazy thing is, is that the case is better than any case <laughs> I've had for my iPhone um, by itself without the tripod, and the tripod is great. So I, the tripod is great. You can put it, I have it in my, my Scotty vest, you know, like one of the pockets is like right. the, the tripod pocket, uh, or in my, in my thing. And, and so you can you got in kind of a wonky way i it? got but wonked but so, that's all right. so anyway but the um uh, you get the idea but it's it's very solid it's a very very and, and the thing is you can feel the quality of build is very very high right uh when they came out they were a little bit more expensive and i think that a lot of us said that's really great it's yeah. too much yeah. uh and so now it is the pro version i think is 99 dollars, and the consumer version without the quarter 20 and the extra piece and not black is 69 dollars. And I just have to say that at that price, it, I think it, at $149.99, dollars, I think it was a little pricey. Um, at $69.99, well given it. the quality of the build, yeah. given what you're, you know, if you're looking for a tripod. And what's great is you have a little tripod that can attach to a big tripod with the Pro one. I would get the Pro one. I wouldn't get the... Because I mean, it's got the thread. It's got the thread, so you can just pop it onto any tripod. So right. now you have a camera mount, a tripod mount for any tripod. Oh, that's a good point. And a, a nice little tripod. And, as I said, the best... Um, case. iPhone case that uh, I have. Well, I'll uh, tell you how good it, this what, iPhone what you, case is.
2: Yeah, what do you like about the case? I, I, I assume that, okay. no one has ever, that someone is never going to use it a on a tripod. Fair question. No,
1: it's, it is solid. It's very solid, and there's something about that little lip that I really like. It's just really comfortable mm-hmm. to hold. I'll tell you and what I not, like
0: about the case. You can't get the damn thing off. So I was demonstrating really, <laughs> this on the Daily Gizwiz, and uh, we had people in the audience. I didn't have my iPhone 4, so somebody yeah. let me his iPhone 4. I put it in the case. I had to give him the Gimbal Pro because I couldn't get yeah. the phone. By the way, uh, Jeff is calling in case you want to talk. To him. I couldn't get the phone <laughs> out of the case. And so uh, one of our uh, fine viewers is now the owner of a Gimbal Pro. <laughs> right. <laughs> I couldn't. couldn't gr- so if I, if, can you figure out how to get it out of there? Cause I. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can do it. I've done it. All right. You just, just have to pull I hard. Just, you in, just... my, in my uh, haste. Yeah, he got it out. I just couldn't.
1: But you, just, you, you, have to, you can't be afraid of breaking it. It really won't break. So... Um, so the, uh, but the, uh, if they had a battery version of that, it would be the, the absolute perfect case. Well,
0: Jim Levine case. now has a, a, of Brooklyn, New York, now has his very own Gimbal Pro. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's my pick. It does, it, it,
2: it really, it really <laughs> reminds me that uh, this, I, I was just thinking about this th- th- this morning, that I wonder why case manufacturers, people make cases for the iPad and the iPhone, they're so afraid to make a case that goes on and attaches, that, that holds together with screws. My I, I usually point. have two I usually two, that. I usually have two complaints about th- about these cases. Either they are, like you said, impossible to get off once you put them on, or once you put them on, they don't really fit very snugly or they don't fit like very integrally. I am perfectly happy that the time I need to take it out to service it or put it into something else, I will simply have to at that point have to get a little screwdriver in order to take it apart. So long as it's just Screw it one, two, three, four. Good. Case pops off. There's a little gasket there, so it's, it, it's held together
1: really, really well. And also, I like the look of screws. I, believe I, I think they look cool. Did, have you looked at the element cases? I believe they're, they actually screw on, and they're, right. like, made out of titanium. They're, they're pretty hardcore. They're, so,
2: oh, I'll take titanium if there's no carbon fiber.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want carbon fiber screws that splinter <laughs> when you twist them, but still, you can say, these got carbon fiber screws, man.
0: I have, uh, since you guys did now have done four picks, I think, uh, I'm just going to do uh, not a pick, but just a thank you, first of all, uh, to uh, OpenX, who gave you this, Alex Lindsay, to hand off uh, to me. We've talked about OpenX many times on the Daily Gizwiz. This is the solution to those blister packs that you can't get open. It's basically an X-Acto knife, but with a shield on it that you can slide in, and then it has a little a protruding blade, but it's uh, spring-loaded, so it's much safer, and for some reason, it has the MacBreak Weekly logo on so, it. I don't so really understand Robert Lloyd why. Robert Lloyd-Lewis
1: uh, is a Mac, big MacBreak fan, oh, he's, okay. so he invented it.
0: Yeah, no, I so know, and, and, and we've, done, we've done this many times. Oh, he's a, he's a producer. He's the producer for Dexter. He's the Dexter guy? Yeah, he's the Dexter guy. Well, no wonder. So, so, he, so I was down there, and he showed it to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a huge complaint I have about blister packs. I can never... Open them. Well, we've talked about it many times on the Daily Gizwiz, and, uh, and 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 so Dick uses it all the time. Myopenx dot com. And so, but I didn't. And Andy, I
1: have one for you. I he gave him, He sent one <laughs> with me, and I have one. For and in case you're wondering, if you forget to take it out, it will go through TSA, but I wouldn't suggest it.
0: It will go through TSA. <laughs> I forgot to take it out of and the what bag. They, and you had to explain it. No, they didn't They didn't ask. They didn't ask. Well, you couldn't. It's kind of That's the beauty yeah. of this is you can't really hurt anybody. And if they see this, you couldn't even really. I mean, you could cause a, a scratch with that. Yeah. But, boy, I tell you, if you have blister packs, great uh, stuff. You, you scrape it once and pull it over. So that's something that's you something. can all get at myopenex.com, But then this is something you can't get that the chat room is going crazy over. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to seeing this when they release it. If you go to PersonaMail.info, uh, three Danish guys have created what they say is the future of email. There's a new email client for Mac that focuses on simplicity and on the human touch. But you can't get it. Persona <laughs> organizes emails by people. So I figure they've got a really good video. A conversation. Or we'll we're all going to be excited about this soon. So Meet I just Karen. wanted to send people to this website. You watch the video. In touch with her uh, it's a new her way of thinking about email, which I agree is probably more sensible. She
1: likes to use the People View, which organizes emails by their sender.
0: However, I have to point out, I think email's dead. But uh,
1: she now wants to share a video with. If David, you're going
0: to still use email, persona, mail.info for more information. Yeah, we've we're trying to kill it off. I think it's got to die.
1: And we're using, you know, we're a mixture of, you know, for most, a lot of my communications with, with everyone, it's like Twitter and Facebook, and you know, and Mike then, Elgin we're is using doing chatter internally.
0: Mike Elgin uh, has announced he's no longer going to respond to email, and a number of, I think, MG Siegler is also doing this from TechCrunch.
2: Not only that, I think they might have been inspired by a, a University of Cal, uh, North Carolina professor by the name of Paul Jones. He's a friend of mine who decided to go on the no-email uh, policy. And doesn't mean that he's a Luddite, that he's rejecting uh, communications. It's just that he realizes that there's so many much better electronic uh, communications networks. Right. That why, uh, these why these guys all be-
0: seem to be using, as you said, Twitter and Facebook social networks. But one of the one of the reasons that I think MG and Mike decided to do it now is they have fallen in love with the, the Google Plus system. And because Google Plus makes it very easy to send mails to anybody In it's effect, just hard to mails, get anybody posts. actually into it well now i don't know if yeah i guess if you're not I mean, on my, it,
1: my problem so we use we they have invites like- now you know I know. I've know. i tried. Um, but and they, Not
0: only do they have invites, but they actually the, work? they're growing very fast. Okay, it's okay. estimated they'll have 10 million users by the end of the week.
1: Because yeah, so. like, we, we run all the kind of day-to-day comments of what's going on in the company
0: is all run through chatter. And well, I think this would replace pretty, that, actually. Uh, it's got the groups. I, 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 anyway, I'm not, We're I'm not putting a plug for Google Plus by any means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly saying I can't wait to get rid of email. My problem with yeah, Google is I always get confused. There's like too much stuff. I like I just Google. want, I just want I it I to be like a Plus. Well, I'll show you how to use it. Okay. I'm just not a very smart it does guy. Beg the, my no, no, it does thinking. beg the question of if 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 I have to show you how to use it, how 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 effective is it going to be? I don't think it's that difficult. Okay, Andy, yeah. you're pretty prolif- prolific on them. I see you a lot on it Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to. Fi- I really think that I'm sort of navigating to a world
2: in which I'm my my t- I'm going to be having to use Twitter, Google Plus, and my blog as like the three bears. Where Twitter's the baby bear for just like quick links and quick like quips. Google Plus is for those things that. Two or three paragraph ideas, and when I want to write something that's really at length, that is so in depth that the implications that you're probably going to want to tap the Insta Paper button and, and save it as an ebook, that's the stuff I'm going to use the blog for because it's so easy and so natural, and so and you get so much, or at least in this early stage of people where almost everybody on this service is somebody that I know or know someone that I know, uh, it's amazing that I post something and immediately get like thirty or forty responses. huge engagement, huge yeah, engagement. Cause it's, it's, not, it's not that you want the attention, but you write something so that hopefully other people will see
1: it, and so yeah. that's sort of. A, a, I really, I do like it a lot better than Facebook. I have to say. Yeah. I mean, it's well, it's, it's like to I, me It's
0: more of a Twitter killer than a Facebook killer, but it has uh, some very interesting features in terms of filtering and so forth that maybe make it. I still Facebook.
1: think the, the magic of Twitter for me is the simplicity that I
0: just don't have. Well, to, I'm, I'm kind of with process. Andy. I'll keep the blog. I'll keep Google right. Plus, and I'll keep Twitter. I think right. you're right, Andy. There's three different use cases for each. So maybe, it's, maybe it is Facebook that's going to hurt, hurt the most from this. You certainly don't need Facebook at this point. Unless you want to hang out with, you know, family members who aren't but, using this kind of thing. No,
2: like it's, if that's, Facebook's role is always going to be, that it seems to be the one that all my nieces and nephews and exactly. all my sisters use. So that's the one that will always be, oh, so my, nef- so my, my nephew but, got married last
1: week. It's so nice to find out along with 8,000 other people that you shared with. But that's okay. <laughs> but, I, but I think the lesson also, though, is that... I think the MySpace lesson is, is that, yeah, everybody's using it right now. But a lot of times those, those connections, my daughter was only using MySpace. And there was some point where she just, MySpace wasn't cool anymore. Right. It was gone. Alex, right. can I ask you one question
2: before we sign off? Uh, is the is the element case uh, uh, black ops case? Is it nearly as awesome as it looks like on the picture? <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Because if, if if so, I might have to save so, $150 and buy one. Um, it looks it looks pretty dangerous. The, I like it. <laughs> the.
1: Uh, I think what one of the things that they fixed that was a problem in the first round of these when I was testing them was that they. Um, I mean, these are the most gnarly looking cases ever made. Um, and they're just machined. They're, it's machined, um, you know. Now, one of the problems at the bottom was that you couldn't get your standard USB connector to pop in there. But I think that they fixed that now. It's um, like, also, wear, it looks like the
2: headphone jack at the top looks like it's kind of hidden by the case a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it's, but it's it's definitely. Um, and but you you put them in and you screw them in and you feel like the thing has now become like a some kind of futuristic tank. If you feel like it will stop a bullet, if you put it in your shirt pocket. Right, and it these are really nice. like they're not like mass produced. They're like hardened, I mean, they're, you know, machined, you know, pieces. It's quite a piece of artwork. I'm showing a video. Is this,
0: this is the case, right? They're going to show the case. I don't know. I haven't seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're going, that's what they're going. If not, I apologize you, for the Did completely- you have safe search turned off when you did the search, Leo? <laughs> well, well, there it is. is. See,
2: there's the case. Oh, there
0: you go. Uh, apparently that was just a long way around of showing uh, that this case is tough. <laughs> Buy me an iPhone dot I guess the reviewer. So this is a review. All right. I get it. I think so. Someone a serious review. Frankly, this is the real problem with YouTube is that you do a search for black ops elements case. There it is. And you get yeah. this
1: <laughs> complete with two, two, three.
0: See, no, I, just, just like I said, you're I, I'm I was, scared I'm that you recognize up. that ammo, to be honest with you.
2: I'm looking for an excuse to, to, head to, head to, head. To, to buy Obi-Wan Kenobi robes and write it off. This guy <laughs> wanted to be able to buy a whole bunch of SWAT gear and write it off as a reviewer's expense. Now he has a gun, and he has a helmet, and he has ammunition. What is and he, and he doing? Has
0: I think he's going to shoot he's the case. The, the, I think he's going to shoot it. I don't know. I am now I'm now scared. Well, we'll just have to leave that to... Uh, <laughs> You'll have to go to YouTube to... Uh, this is a, an exclusive first look from com. <laughs> if you want to know more. I hope the guy gets an iPhone because his other hobby is a little scary. Well,
2: because he has a gun, so he can pretty much get whatever he wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he, was smart, he was smart to buy the gun before the phone case and the phone goes. With the gun, he can pretty much you know, take care of everything. <laughs> what is, what is <laughs> Meanwhile, that's, Darth Vader is the
0: still one. dancing. So we thank you all for joining us, and we invite you to get back <laughs> to work because my friends... Break time is over.